Yeah. Yeah. Get it. What's up, you guys? FIFA, already see you in the chat. We are not late. Um, but we did miss you guys. It's good to be back. Jay Fluent, how you doing? Man, I feel like listen, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. You, 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 I'm sorry, Tom, I, I apologize. What, 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 what is, what, what's going on? Well, you know what? It's been, it's been what two weeks since I've seen you guys. I know you've been doing, you know, holding off, uh, holding things over on on your channel, Jay. But we've missed a lot, not only in the NBA but the NFL as well. Um, but it's good to be black on Players Choice. Uh, you know, we went through our little rebound rebranding so um yeah shout out to fluent for that intro as well that was absolutely fire i like that oh right um jay though what's what's been going on any headlines in the news that have been floating around that you've been uh kind of caught you off guard since i've seen you last uh no nothing nothing too crazy nothing too crazy nothing that's caught me off guard any anything that i've seen that I've actually, you know what? That's hmm. that's not true. This this I knew there was S, this SGA is better than Jason Tatum logic. I'm gonna crash my car into a telephone pole. I can't handle. <laughs> not it. heard this one. I, I can't handle it. They're I trolling cannot. you. They've got to be just, trolling you. I, I no. Bill Simmons is the one who said it. Bill. Yes, Bill Simmons is the one who said it. Jason oh. Tatum is better. I'm sorry. SGA is better than Jason Tatum, and I am. I actually, I heard, I heard someone say this though about that. That's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous to say that. <laughs> see what I'm talking about? See, see, see what I mean, H? See, this is what I'm talking. This, is, I, yeah, this, this, this kind of this kind of stuff takes years off my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's outrageous. This takes years off my life when they do that. Yeah, but I but you know that that's what they're trying to do too, Jay. They they come out at you. I mean, Bill Simmons coming out with that one is kind of uh, that's surprising to me. But you know they they'll just say something to get under your skin. But uh, we'll it, we'll get it, into it, that. It, I guess it may be true. It it, it, it it may be true that they 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 they're trolling whatever you want to call it. But I mean, because they know you're JT's uh, biggest stand. They know that. So they're. I gonna, am. I'm a I'm, I'm a Jason Tatum guy. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a Tatum guy. One hundred percent. Uh, so while Fluent is working on a last minute thing, we're going to read off these members. Uh, Styles Black, appreciate you. Mm -hmm. uh, Kwabe, Music mm -hmm. DP, FIFA Boy, Christian, appreciate all of you guys for real. Uh, Dudley, AB, and Fun Video, appreciate mm -hmm. all of you guys. Um, and so... We have a lot going on. Uh, just a little refresher. If you guys haven't heard, obviously, we're streaming over on Playback. So that is going to be a ton of fun. Jay, I think you have a game tomorrow, right? I've heard through the grapevine. So that should be fun. I'll definitely be tuning in. You have the, well, I won't. The Celtic Nuggets. That's Celtic the game Nuggets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the that's going to be, game. yeah, that's a big I got, game. I got, I got booted. I got booted. They were asking who wanted to do the Pacers game. I'm like, oh, is it Siakam's first game? They were like, yeah. Pacers that was my way Portland. of saying I should probably be there. And, uh, you know, shout out to Ron and, and Bama and Dub, uh, who Claire favors. So it's going to be the three of them. But, you know, if anyone wants to learn, know anything about Siakam in Indiana, hit me up. I'll tell you what kind of guy he is. Um, yes. Yes. Well, we're going to get your. It should be a good. Is, is Halliburton back? No, not mm -hmm. quite yet. Not back not yet? yet. Okay. So yeah. we're not really going to see what they can do together. So that's that's fine. But soon, soon we will, and we'll we'll get your expert opinion later on in the show too, Fluent. Because okay. I, I do want to hear hear what you've heard, because I'm sure you have some insider information. Uh, Double P, good to see you too. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're become a member. Uh, 
you know, there's different different tiers for that, but definitely become a member. Go check out Playback, become a member over there. Um, and if you guys want to always get your super chats in and double P, he hit us with our first super pat super chat. Uh, what's good? Mm-hmm. A lot has happened since the last show. Raptors lose to Detroit, Warriors lose to Morant, less Warriors, and the biggest threat to SF is Green Bay. Um, man, man, I got smoked last week. Sorry, I, I I guess I don't want to bring this. Can we? Do you want to get bring to that? It do you want, yeah. It's time. We got to get to it right now. I, I say go off on your rant, fluent. Go off. No, it's not a rant. It's it's it's. Pay I, I was, the That's what it is. Was, the these, are, these are our picks from last fluent. week. And really quick, this is from Claire. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "I know. I just it's Siakam's game. I didn't. I didn't put my hand up. She's absolutely right. Yeah. Notice that this man did not have his hands up. I get it. I got it. I got Claire, it. Claire, Claire, the more you deal with Tone, the more you'll find out how much of a troll he is. Okay. Yes, yes. Tone is Tone is one of the biggest trolls on the internet. Do not let you. Okay. Damn so it. Claire, in in the future, just so yeah. you know." This is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with Toe. He's one of the biggest trolls on the internet. 100%. FIFA, 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 get me out of jail, FIFA. FIFA, get me out of jail. Okay, I'm more concerned about this. I'm more concerned about this. I normally, as you know, am fantastic with my picks. And I went three and three. Jay, who is normally not as good, went five and one. He went five and one. So those are our picks from last week. You know, Haley, Haley was off, uh, you know, sun tanning somewhere in the Caribbean um, while we were working. And so I have the Texans. Thank you, guys. You know, I, I've, I've been good with it. Although I was, I've been good with my, I told you, I'm the, it must be the AFC guy. Because when we did, you weren't here, Haley, we recapped, um, we did the order. Uh, remember you and I and Jay and uh, Sebastian had come on yes. and we made our picks one through seven where everyone was going to land. I I did I I did horribly in the NFC, but I dominated the AFC. Okay. So again, I'm three and zero in the AFC. I'm zero and three in the NFC. You don't know us. You don't know us. I, I don't, don't know. Well, just like my Bears, we have no business being there. I guess. No. no. Um, so so we I had the Texans. Yeah. Jay had the Browns. So, are, are Jay? Now that you saw the game, are you really surprised that 90 year old Joe Flacco lost to the, this Texans Texans team? I am surprised because I did. Well, number one, I had the Texans. If if you remember when we first talked about them before the season started, I thought that they would be at the bottom of the AFC, but I thought that they would be like a, like a two and 14 team that was in dog fights every week. That's who I thought that they were. I did not think that CJ Stroud would be this good. I did not think that their defense would be this good. So the idea of them actually even being in this game, I did not have that. Now, as far as Flacco tone, we know who Flacco is, right? Okay, I get that part. Here's the difference, though. He's actually playing really good up until the pick six, the first one. The first He's not one. Playing the first one, okay? He's actually playing really good up until that point. I mean, I think he's, I think he's like, like twelve for twenty or something like that, and he's not really missed a lot. But when he throws that first pick six, okay, he's gonna get it back together. And he's going to come back and because that wasn't the dagger tone. No, they still in the game. The game's still going on. They still in the game. When he throws that second pick six, that's when it goes to pieces. Game's over. We're done. We're finished. And he looked like Flacco, who was on the couch, just hanging out, <laughs> jogging. That He looked like that dude. And it was like, Retired there he Flacco. is. 
Yeah. There he is. We appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. We appreciate you. But, and by the way, H, the reason why Tone is he doesn't know the NFC, because if you remember a conversation that we had earlier in the year, Tone had the AFC here. He had the NFC, like yeah. the girl that you don't even pay for. Everybody you got, had. Like, like the girl that you give your homework to in school and make her do it. Like you ain't yeah. even paying attention to her. That's who Tone was with the NFC. Did, did not did everyone not agree that the AFC should have been better? They've got the yeah. better quarterbacks, which is the most important position on the field. They had what we thought was listen, when you run it down, again, don't don't do revisionist history. Go back and think. When you looked at the Browns with Watson, okay, you looked at Pittsburgh, who okay, didn't have a quarterback, but Pittsburgh's always a 500 or better team. So you thought Cleveland was, was going to be good. Cincinnati, you thought was going to be good. Um, Baltimore with a healthy Lamar Jackson. So there's three teams that you thought in the AFC North that were going to be good contenders and the Pittsburgh right there as they always are. So there's four. Then in the AFC East, you liked Miami. You liked uh, the Bills. Um, You weren't probably as high on... You were not high on New England. But I guarantee you, you were high on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So there's six teams already, and that's just two of the divisions. So now you have just if I just say the quarterbacks' names: Aaron Rodgers, Tua, um, Josh, uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, 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 Joe Burr, like, and and Deshaun Watson. 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 And I haven't even mentioned the AFC, the AFC West yet, West yet, with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Like, so there's nine, ten teams in the AFC. So it would be easy to say, again, when we're looking at it all healthy starting the season. And then you look at the NFC and you said, okay, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy. And uh, do you believe in Dak? Yeah. Right. And then it, and then it drops off. So we we all thought we thought the AFC South was going to be a bunch of teams sub 500. So I wasn't crazy to think that. Um, and it wasn't that far off. Uh, but hey, hey, I thought, hey. I thought Daniel Jones was, was going to be better. I did. I, not only did I not, not only did I not only did I think Daniel Jones was going to be better. I had the whole AFC West making the playoffs. If you remember when we when, when we had that conversation where it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous to think that the entire division could make the playoffs. It wasn't ridiculous for me to think that with the Chargers, with Kansas City, with yeah. the Raiders. It wasn't ridiculous and with Kansas City. I thought that the whole AFC West could make the playoffs. However, with the Rams, with the 49ers, with Seattle being much better, I did not I thought that the Giants would be better, but I got tricked. I got tricked by Daniel Jones. Yes, I did. I think that he had a I, I think he was a one hit wonder. He got me to sign him to an album when in reality he was just a single guy. That was it. That was all I was getting. Yeah, yeah that was it. That, that was all I was getting. He tricked me into signing him to an whole to a whole album, which turned out to be garbage. That was my fault. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna I, I I won't you know I won't I won't lie about that. Nah. Mm-mm. Okay. But, so that, that that was game one, Texans and Browns. We mm-hmm. both picked Kansas City. Do you feel comfortable with Kansas City? Against the against uh, no, I mean the Bills. moving forward, yeah, moving forward. Like was that their was that their playoff win? Well, no, I don't think that that was just their playoff win. I mean, Buffalo I like does have to, he's like, I don't know what I want to talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> well, I, I, I think a lot of that had to do with. I'll be honest with you, Tone. 
if that game was in, I don't know, November, when it wasn't negative four, I like Miami a lot more than when it, I think the weather had a lot to do with it because Miami is an aerial attack team. I mean, they run the football 100%, but I think that they're, they're a team that throws the football a lot. And when, it's, and when it's minus whatever outside, throwing the football is hard. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, he's kind of used to that sort of stuff. When you come from Miami, come from Buffalo, those two things are not the same. So, do I like do I do I like Kansas City moving forward? I mean, they beat them last year. I don't think they're the same team. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're the same team. But just like we talk about, just like we talk about other quarterbacks, Josh Allen's got to show it to me too. He For does. sure. Uh, the one thing I want to say about Miami is, like, they have no one else to blame but themselves. They had a three-game lead in the AFC East with five games to play. And they blew it. Yeah. And they blew it. They should have won that division, and that game should have been played in Miami, and it would have been very, very different. Um, as 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 Jay and I found out yesterday, uh, I was going for a drive, me and Mrs. Fluent, and we had, we had a little chat with Jay about uh, a certain uh, Toronto Raptor trade. Uh, Mrs. Fluent was very, how can I put this? Um, she was not happy. She was pissed. Let's call it what it is. She was yes. pissed. She was not happy she with the not happy. She was pissed. We can't talk. We can't say what she said on air. on air. The one thing that came out of that conversation was, um, you know, why we were driving was, as opposed to what we normally do, which is walk. Uh, it was freezing. Like, I mean, cold. I was like minus 15, minus 20. It was cold. And Jay's, and, you know, she's like, uh, hey, how's the weather down there? Because I'm trying to get her to move. And Jay's like, oh, it's cold. It's chilly. It's 72. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. chilly is 72. Let's go. I'm in. <laughs> well, like 90% of the country is under a, you know, a winter storm. We've warming. been having ice storms and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. And we'll definitely get into Siakam later. But I want to yeah, sure, sure. get it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to finish this off? Okay. So we both yeah. picked KC. We both picked the Bills. Um, Dallas. We should probably talk about Dallas and the Packers. Um, yes. because I, I listen, I knew the Cowboys were going to cowboy at some point. I didn't think it was going to be the first playoff game. <laughs> they, look, they look atrocious. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm starting to believe and, and listen, I'm starting to believe this. So clip people who clip our show, get ready. Um, I'm starting to believe that Jerry Jones is cursed and he's cursed because here's what I think he did. I think he made a deal with the devil to get that Super Bowl win for Barry Switzer. And until he passes on, the bill the the Cowboys will be cursed until he passes because he made a deal with the devil to get Barry Switzer to to stick it to stick it to to Jimmy Johnson and say see any coach could take that team and win because there's no explanation for one him moving to Barry Switzer and him actually winning a Super Bowl. And two, there's no explanation why this team with that roster, if you take that roster and you put it in any other city, they're Super Bowl favorites and we're all going, oh yeah, they're in, like no doubt. But what happens? We keep saying, well, it's that, like you even said, well, it's Dallas Tone. It's Dallas Tone. They're going to yeah. they're gonna lose, Tone. And I'm like, you're crazy. not to the Packers. The Packers have, oh, wait a minute. Cowboys to all is whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and not only whatever can go wrong will go wrong, it will go tragically wrong. So, Dak Prescott, who I think he had an MVP caliber season, he did. I think 
yeah. think this was the best season of his career. And How much better Jones? Because they're like, look at the roster, right? The roster's fantastic. Like you said, if it was in any on paper, they're great. But they're I don't know. Fantastic. But it's also a blessing and they're, a curse. They're fantastic. And the fact that the playbook got open for Green Bay and Aaron Jones was running the football, there's no way for me to believe that if it wasn't the Cowboys, who have arguably the best edge rusher in the game in Parsons, who's multi-purpose. They got one of, they got an all-pro cornerback who's not who, who might be a little bit overrated, but he's still on an all-pro team. With all of that being said, you got one of the best offenses in the game. Why aren't these guys better in the playoffs? Is it because they think they're going to lose when they come into it? Because I think that's where Dak is with it. I don't think that Dak comes into it with the logic that we're going to win. Because if he did, then he would be more confident. You would see it like you saw it in October. You would see it like you saw it in September. You don't see it like that in the playoffs. In the playoffs, he looks like, I got to make sure that I get this right. He doesn't play like that in the regular season. And the Cowboys don't play like that in the regular season. They don't. With all of that being said, Tone, how many coaches are you going to fire? How many wide receivers are you going to replace? How many running backs are you going to replace? How many defensive coordinators are you going to replace? There's one constant in the Cowboys that's still there to this day. One constant. And as long as that's there, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, and I I think to your point, Jay, the from what we've seen, I'm not saying it's been their best season defensively, but it's been better defensively. And to see them just fall apart, like that lack of confidence is contagious. And you just see Dak, like typically you'll see his face kind of frustrated or like, but I felt like they're almost used to it at this point in the season. It's almost expected uh, to see. And, and I guess what moving forward, they're not going to fire McCarthy. That's come out. He's safe. Uh, Jerry's going nowhere. He's obviously safe. Why? Tone? Um, Also, Also ridiculous. Yeah. Tone, yeah. why is this ridiculous though, Tone? I mean, how many coaches are we gonna fire? Okay, with McCarthy getting fired, I, I'm not mistaken, Tone. Tone, what's that? The third coach in like six years B- before B- before Jason before Jason. Why am I thinking of his name? He's on TV now. Um, the head coach that was there before Jason. Why is his name? Why am I drawing Wait, a blank on his name? McCarthy has been there four years, hasn't he? So they had coaches for two, one season each, and then they hired McCarthy. He was the offensive coordinator for the Giants for a minute, and then he's uh, Jason, Jason, Garrett. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, that's him. So Jason Garrett, uh, McCarthy. Um, who 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 was who was before who, who was before that? So I mean, we 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 talking about a cowboy. We, we talking about a Cowboys team. How many wide receivers do they need? CD Lamb is awesome, right? CD CD Lamb is awesome. How many how many edge rushers do they need? The, the the play calling with 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 Mike McCarthy, the clock management, okay, that's under question. Sure it is. But with that being said, you knew that when you hired him. You knew that when you hired him. You saw what he was when he was in Green Bay. You saw who he was, and you knew that when you hired him. So because of that, so now we're going to fire him. Tony, I understand y'all. I've, I've always understood your philosophy. When you fail, fail quick. Well, you knew who this dude was. It's not like you, you, you went out on a limb. You knew who he was. Oh, yeah, but- I'm saying fire. I'm saying fire him because I I said, um, fire him. You know, I, don't hire him. So I'm just for me, it was someone that I never would have hired in the first place. So I just want to. I want them to correct that mistake. But then you know, who's to say they're not going to hire someone worse? So okay, just roll with them. Because I don't. Was it the coaching? Was it the players? No, it's pinpoint it's the it. Curse. Pinpoint. Yeah. 
but like we can't just it's a business so from that aspect where are we taking it what do you pinpoint like what was the main issue in this well, game because Dak's getting a lot of the the flack McCarthy's getting a lot of the flack obviously CD isn't really to blame because it's up to Dak to get him the ball right. Parsons wasn't great like overall they were right. not a good team and they played scared so well, who does that come down from so we'll stop the conversation with one thing and one thing only in what universe or multi-universe are you comfortable with Dak Prescott throwing the ball 60 times I'm all ears well no Where? but that hold on but that that was a they had to throw the ball 60 times because they were down by so much so fast. A lot of so that it, came in the fourth quarter. I saw that. When I saw, when I saw his attempts at 55, yeah. I, I was like, his arm's going to fall off. But then I was like, well, no, because I'm sure that wasn't the game script. But when you're down 100 points, you can't run the ball. And right, like you right. have to yeah. run the ball. So, right. so, so, yes, you don't want him throwing the ball. But, but what were they down? They were down like 30 nothing. Like, yeah, it was and, how, and, and how did we get and, and by the way, Tone, how did we get there? We got there with him throwing the football, pick sixes, interceptions to get them to the three yard line. And now they end up they're up two scores. They're up two and a half scores. So now how are we going to get back in this game? We got to get back in this game by him throwing the ball even more when in reality, the yeah, plan should have been. Brought them, he brought them back. Tone, that was you know what that was no, at the end that was a respect no. that was respectable that's all that was give me a break <laughs> not I, that I, got a call. I got a call from a friend of mine in dallas and i'm like yo how you feeling after the game and he was like i drank a beer what <laughs> i drank another beer what Three beers. Oh, sh- yeah beers. What? That, that was that was that was them scoring <laughs> touchdowns but from, to me, it sounds a lot like you guys are saying Dak's the the primary issue from all H, how we many, just talked H, about. What are we doing, H? How many, how many? At what point do we do we start to look at the source of the problem? We've already checked off every other box. We've got a different coach here. Mm-hmm. We got a new defensive coordinator. But a we new coach new doesn't mean the right coach. Getting a new coach doesn't mean it's the right coach. Like right. Mike McCarthy, I'm sorry. Like, I, like I, I'll say it again. He's not the right coach. But do you not feel like? Okay, do you not feel like they have the? Do they not have, including Dak? Do they not have a talented enough roster to make a deep run to at least the NFC Championship game? It's twelve and four for two straight years, Tom. So it's obvious that they're good so, enough. So if you look at, four, two straight years. So if you look at the makeup of their team, do they have wide receivers? Check. Yeah. Check. Tight end, check. Offensive line, check. Um, um, defense. defense, check. The quarterback, when you say it's Dak, well, hold on now. Is Dak not a top 15 quarterback in this league? I, I think pretty easily because we have a very shortage of good quarterbacks. So unless you're going to find a way to get a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert or a uh, uh, Joe Burrow, which you're not. Well, you know, to say it's to put it on Dak, and it, I'm not saying it's not Dak as part of the problem, but that you just said Dak had an MVP season, so I can't put it on the quarterback either. So if I have a good defense, right, a good enough defense to go that far, I have a good enough offense and all those pieces to go that far, then the only thing I can think of that can make a change is a coach. And I will look now, they also have a new QB, but look at you know, a lot of other teams, a new coach comes in, it's a new philosophy, it's a new scheme, it's a new whatever, and that's and that's what gets them over the hump. Uh, Mark, I know I'm going to make a basketball reference, but Mark Jackson had the exact same team Steve Kerr had 
right? And and they just needed that coaching change. And I don't think Steve Kerr is a better coach than Mark Jackson, but it was a different philosophy that fit the players better, and that's what got them over the hump. Well, maybe that's what Dallas needs is because as much as you want to blame Jerry and the curse, right? And you know me with my with my um, conspiracy theories. You know, I want to say it's the curse of Barry Switzer, but he's not going anywhere. The team's not going anywhere. So if you want to make it, it's the only thing you can feasibly do to make a change. I think not, another. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Flo. I was just going to say, I think another thing that maybe it's a conversation that we don't want to have is almost similar to what happens to the the Sixers, right? Where we see them have a fantastic, even an MVP uh, on their team. And yet in the postseason, they fail. Not every team is built for the postseason. Sometimes that that pressure or um, maybe there isn't a, a close knit, you know, team unit. We don't know really what goes on in the locker room, but uh, just to see the same thing fall every season I, I just I don't know but to me I, I know D- Dak doesn't deserve full you know blame at all it, there's probably a lot of issues going on but I, I think I think it might be something to consider even well, though we, we know he's not you, going so you brought up the Sixers that's a great example make a coaching change and addition by subtraction yeah, so maybe, we still have to see something though we still have to see what happens we still have to see but uh, they, they look better they, they look, do. MB does, they MB does they do. look better. They do. And my, and by the way, I, w- I was wrong. First of all, Mike McCarthy has been in Dallas for four years. Yeah. yeah. Not only four. has he been in, in Dallas for four years, they've won 12 games three of those four years. There you go. They're not an okay team. They're a damn good team. Why does this not translate to the playoffs? What's he the problem? Rodgers for how many years in Green Bay and could only get to one Super Bowl? On. They He's were still in the NFC guy. championship. They were going deep into the playoffs. The, the 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 Green Bay Packers. They still were doing that. We talking about a. We talking about the the San Francisco 49ers, for example. I'm going to bring my team. Tone. The game plan isn't going to change. We still are going to do the same thing in the regular season that we did in the postseason. We're still going to run the football. We're still going to involve George. Kitt. We're still going to involve Kittle. We're still going to involve Ayuk. We're still going to involve Debo. Our our pass rush is still going to be good. None of that's going to change. The question is: Is why doesn't this why doesn't this translate when that is thrown? I, I think he led the league in touchdowns this season that just passed. If we got a quarterback that's leading it, him, it was him and Brock Purdy at one point that were leading the league in touchdowns. If you got a guy who's leading the league in touchdowns, to your point, if this isn't Dallas and 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 the Dallas Cowboys are now the Tennessee Titans and they're coming into the playoffs, why is it ridiculous for me to think? That Dak, who just threw three touchdowns the week before, when he gets into the playoffs, why is he not able to do at least three touchdowns with no interceptions? Why can't he do that? What's the problem? Where are the schemes different now? Because this is a Green Bay team who, by the way, Tone, just they, they snuck into the playoffs. It ain't like it ain't like Green Bay was rolling into the playoffs. They snuck in. Yeah, so no. Why, the Bears had a chance to keep them out, and now they're probably going to the Literally, they snuck into the Green Bay going to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. Um, so let me let me just quickly say because you you, you said something that I want to you know, stop because the difference when you say, well, he led the league in touchdowns, it's the same thing as when someone said to me, well, Tua led the league in in passing yards. Yeah, there's a lot of bad defenses you play in a regular season, right? right. There's a reason why it gets tougher to do everything in the playoffs. Is you're playing the, be- the best teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Green Bay, although they snuck in, they look good early. 
they had, you know, some stuff there in the middle. Don't forget there was an Aaron Jones injury, which as you saw against Dallas, Aaron Jones is, right? Like that is the he guy. Is it's like Saquon Barkley last year, right? He is the guy that makes that yeah. that team go. Um, he yeah. looked phenomenal. Like he looked Terrifying. like like excellent. And so yeah, so the last uh it's not the last one, but we I do want to jump. Um, right, because you had I had the Eagles. I, I thought, regardless of injuries, regardless of anything, I had the Eagles. You had the Bucks. Wow, Jay. Um, yeah, wow. Jay. Jay had the Bucks. That's impressive. I, as you know, how I feel about you know Butter Mayfield, and I moved him up to Margarine Mayfield. And for those, I had I have to move him up people. a little bit more. So mm-hmm. you might have to move him up a little bit. You more, have to so. do it. You have and to people do it. Message me. People message me, and they said, "Hey." You guaranteed an Eagles win, and you said if the Bucks win, you were going to come on the show this week with a with a Baker Mayfield jersey on. I tried. It was two days. It was minus twenty. There's a lot of snow. No one, no one would deliver. So I did. I did the next best thing that I could. Instead of bringing a jersey, I brought the coach that drafted Baker Mayfield into the NFL. Uh, who also told me that I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. So to to take my lumps, to eat the crow, to all that bad stuff, uh, please let me introduce my friend uh, Hugh Jackson to the panel, and he's going to tell me why I was so wrong about Baker Mayfield, among other things. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Coach, I was actually there when you told him that he oh, was yeah. wrong about I was yeah, sitting right was. there. You I, was sitting, this, I was sitting right there. This is the guy who coached him, and he's telling you you're wrong about him. Tony's not me, trying to hear that. Anthony, tell me again why you really thought that it was a mistake to say shake and bake. I just, I, he, there was, what do I know? You're a coach. I don't know. I should have listened to you, but a lot. you watch a lot of football. You know what it proves, though, more than anything is that. These quarterbacks, you know, right now I'm looking at the quarterback that's at the Panthers, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's saying he's a bust. He's not a bust. Mm -hmm. You get, and sometimes you get in the wrong situation with the wrong people coaching you and the wrong support. And all of a sudden it just don't work out. So I hope it works out for him too, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm not surprised by anything Baker's doing. I think, uh, you know, he's gotten with a team and it's taken him a minute. You know, he's bounced around a little bit, but he's had some spurts in there where people say, wow, this guy, there's something in there. We see something. Uh, there's a reason why the guy was the first overall pick of the draft. And so I think people are starting to see it and I'm happy for him, very happy for him. But at the same time, I'm not surprised by anything he's doing. Coach, what you can. What did you can, see that I couldn't see? Sorry, Jay. I just it's because I, I, I didn't I don't see that what you guys see. Why? Because you have were... a bias. You have to step out of it, Flint. <laughs> one more time for the people in the cheap seats, H. They ain't hear you in the back. One more step, time, H. Step out of that bias. Really. <laughs> well, I think the people really see is the arrogance sometimes, and they really see, you know, the personality. Because that's just, that's what makes Baker, Baker. And to me, that's why I thought he could survive in Cleveland. It takes a different type of personality to play quarterback in Cleveland because of all the history of the Mm -hmm. quarterbacks that's played there. And so he was built for that. You know, you need that kind of mentality. You're not worried about all of that. And so I knew eventually he would end up on his feet just because that's who he is. He's going to prove to you that he is better than what people think he is. And 
there was never a question of his arm talent. He can throw football at anybody. I've always said that. And he's proven that. Uh, but I think you got to get around the right people in the right circumstances. And I think he's done that in Tampa Bay, and he's doing a heck of a job. Coach, my grandmother told me when I was a kid, oh, and I've said this to Tone a bunch of different times, and he just won't buy into it. My grandmother told me when I was a kid, anybody can train a secretary. You can screw them up, too, though. <laughs> you can screw them right up, right? And you just alluded to something that's very important. A player at the pro level, there's a thin line between confidence and cockiness. Yes. Baker Mayfield. His confidence is what gets him mm -hmm. to where he needs to be. Is it, mm -hmm. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Tone, I think he set the rookie record for touchdowns when he first came into the league. Where do you think that came from, Tone? That came from him walking on the field, just like Jimmy Butler, who doesn't blow you away with any of his skill set. He doesn't blow you away with his athleticism. But when Jimmy Butler walks on the floor, he is convinced it's not one of you dudes out here that's better than me. Sure. It's not yeah. one of you. When, when, when Baker Mayfield walks on the field, I'm the baddest mofo out here. And it's not one of you guys that can tell me different. If you get a coach that starts to tinker with his game, that starts to put him in a different system where he's not accustomed to doing what he knows how to do best, you can make him look like he shouldn't be in the league, yes. which is exactly what happened. Meanwhile, somebody who actually coached him, who saw him and was handling him the right way, was telling you, Tone, this dude is the goods. You're like, no, he isn't. And look where we are. Look where we are. Coach, the reason why I'm giving him the business. I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you what it was. And Coach and I did a lot of shows together, and he knows I'm very passionate about the things I believe in. And I always, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I was not going to get fooled by the Browns twice because I just thought this was Johnny Manziel 2.0. And you know what? I'm here to say it. I messaged Baker and I told him personally I was wrong. I was wrong. He's better than I thought. And I and and I and that's why I asked. I messaged Coach uh, Frantic. I was like, Coach, do you mind just coming on? Because I got to eat some crow. I'm not going to have the Mayfield jersey. So who better uh, than you to tell me? Well, yeah, I could take it from you. I could take it from you that I'm wrong. You know, Anthony, I just think there's a deeper thing here because when you look at, let's talk about Cleveland, right? And you watch Joe Flacco come in and play and Cleveland plays a style that's a little different, which is great for them. You know, I play with three tight ends from time to time and, and Joe Flacco could do that. I'm sure hopefully Deshaun Watson even takes it to another level, but that's not who Baker is. You know, so they were about to make Baker something he wasn't and it didn't fit. So they ended up getting rid of him. But when you look at it, you really look at it and go back when he was really good there. They played in 12 person, 11 personnel and 12 personnel and the ball went all over the place and he was in shotgun the way you go. So the style matters. You know, it really matters for a quarterback. And I hope a lot of people see that more than anything. You have to let these players be who they are in order to get the value out of them. And I think when people do that, I think great things happen. Tony, you know what that sounds like right there? That sounds like the coach down in down in Tampa Bay turned them loose. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like he did. It sounds like he Even turned the them loose light. as opposed yeah. to putting them on a short lease. Or if you do this wrong, now I'm looking over my shoulder if mm -hmm. I throw the ball out of bounds or if mm -hmm. I throw an interception. You turn them loose, a guy like that. You can't do that with everybody. No. But Baker is one of those guys you can't put them on a – got to turn them loose. So I'm not surprised, Tone. I'm not. And I was telling you this, but even, even after Coach said, I'm still telling them, Coach, 
This was after <laughs> you had already told him. I'm still telling him, and he's not buying it. Here we I still, are. People don't want. I still don't. I want him to go into Detroit and throw five interceptions. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. But even if he bitter, did do bitter, that, Tone, that's who he is, and that's okay because that's okay. we didn't have a problem with Brett Favre. Being the gunslinger that he is, uh, he lived I, well, with it. I, I, wait, I'm, it. I'm a Bears fan, so I had a, I had a lot of problems with Brett Favre. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Not, let's let's the Bears. What are they going to do with that great quarterback they have over there? Keep screwing mm. him up, Coach. That's what they're oh, going to do. Oh, with him. Did you see who they interviewed today for OC? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh. I'm so Can sorry. Can I make a call? Are you busy? Yeah. Well, everybody's no, I'm not. But everybody's connecting the dots because everybody think Caleb Williams you know, should be the guy, you know, and, and I don't, I don't agree with that. You drafted this young player. He's one of the most talented players in all of pro football. He can do things a lot of guys can't do. And so we're saying he should get out of Chicago. That makes no sense to me. They have a chance to build a football team that is second to none. They have two first round draft picks. Two, two top ten, two top yeah. ten. And you're talking about getting rid of this. So if you build around this quarterback and you go take these two picks and do the right things with him and fix your team, do you understand what the Bears could be? It, now, okay, I'll say I'll say this part, and you you and I did a lot of finance here, here, talk on here, here, here we go, coach. No, no, we you a part of our show was it was the coach and AK, and we did football and finance, and I'll say this. From a football perspective, and Coach will back me up on this, what they're looking at and saying, we're going to have to pay Justin in a year or two, mm -hmm. which makes it harder. So do we, I'm not saying they're doing this, but the question is, do we start over that that clock, that financial clock with a, with a rookie quarterback, move Justin for what you can get, plus you have those two uh, top 10 picks, and just re restart it? The problem is that's what the Bears always do. It's they, they, they draft a, a quarterback, they bring in a coach, um, that's not his quarterback because he wasn't there when they drafted him, so he doesn't work well with them. So then they get rid of the quarterback. They bring in another quarterback. That doesn't work, so they fire the coach. They bring in another coach. The coach says, well, that's not the quarterback I drafted. They get rid of that. And, and it's, it's this endless cycle. So what I would like to see them do is stop the cycle, stop the insanity, and, and hey, just we've seen Justin, and you're right, coach. Justin can do a lot of things. You saw what he did with when he had one capable receiver. Right. One. Right. He put an offensive line in front of that running back who's also pretty damn good. Sure up that that defense was significantly better than we thought it was going to be. You know, there's where some draft picks and go. You're and I'm with you, coach. Of course, I want them to be good. And and you're in a division. You better hurry up because now they got another quarterback who looks like another 20 years of a great quarterback. Right. It's gonna drive me nuts. Well, I think the biggest problem that people gotta understand is they gotta ask themselves, where is he in the quarterbacks within the division? And where, where where does he fit overall with all the quarterbacks? Is he top 10? Could he ascend and be in the top five? Could he be top? I, I think this young player is, um, I mean, he's on a different team than what Lamar Jackson has at Baltimore, you know? And so, but you just said it, you just watch an emerging defense at Chicago once they got sweat, you know, um, and he is, you know, the, the defense had personality. The offense has a personality when he's playing because he runs. I mean, that's Lamar Jackson 2.0, however you want to look at it. But I think he's his own man. But I think he's he's a different type of player who has arm talent, who has passing skills. And so right coach, right environment, right support. This guy is going to he's going to go through the roof. And I think that's what people got to see. I'd rather pay him. 
right now because I might not have to pay him among the elite. And yeah, and exactly. then, but maybe a couple of years from now I might have to. And if I hit this right and I get these other pieces and put on this team, look out. Which you brought up a really interesting point, Coach, when you talk about guys, who they are. What's the meeting like as a coach when you bring in a new guy? You've seen film. You've seen him in practice. You're looking at, let's say, for example, Justin Fields. Who do you think he is moving forward? Because I don't think they screwed him up yet. I don't right. think he's ruined yet. So right. if if you're coming into this situation, who do you think he is? I think when I look at him, you know, the closest comparison is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, but I really think he's a probably, you know, and I hate to say because I think Lamar can throw the football. I'm not saying that. I just think his passing skills are a little bit different because of his background than what Lamar's was. And so I think this kid has tremendous upside if people groom him that way. Right. But we're talking about possibly a two-time MVP in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you if you have a guy like that and you think he can ascend to that, I don't even think about trading him. I think about marrying him with the right person so I can let these skills start to show themselves for what they are. And if you do that, you're going to be the talk of the town. And you've told me this a bunch of times, and I did listen to this part. A, a, a coach, an OC, a QB coach can make or break a quarterback just as quickly as they can break them. And that's what the Bears have failed to do historically, and a lot of teams have failed to do, is put that right person, to your point, with that that quarterback and help them develop. Because no matter how good they are coming out of college, mm-hmm. you need the right situation too, right? Right. Well, he just mentioned, you know, when they come in, that's the variable. You know, it's the coach, the coordinator. So who does, what does the head coach want the offense to be? And normally it's not really about the quarterback, but it's supposed to be. It shouldn't be about anybody else. It might be about the head coach. I mean, I'm going to go back to Baker. Kevin Stefanski is one of the best offensive coordinators in pro football, but his style doesn't fit what you have there. And so it didn't fit with Baker. So they said, buy Baker, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's what it is. And I think this happens to a lot of quarterbacks in a national football league, you know, and so you get to a place they think, you know, because of everything's been said, you can throw the ball 40 times a game or whatever all this is. And you are you might not be ready for that in the National Football League. And so your value diminishes and then everybody, the fans and everybody else get over, get on you. And all of a sudden you don't wake back up because you bounce around team to team to team. And then all of a sudden you might bounce out of the league. And that, that happens a lot to these guys. With that being said, with that being said, coach, I feel like more young quarterbacks potentially a ruin than developed is it is it fair to say that court these young quarterbacks can stand to sit behind a vet for a year maybe even two years just to get to know one the pro game number two to learn how to be a pro and i just mean throwing the football i mean being a pro is that fair oh it's very fair when i when you think of the great ones and i know lamar's different but patrick mahomes that's what he did Mm-hmm. that's what some really good quarterbacks did. We're looking at the, the coming of the kid in Green Bay, mm-hmm. you know, sitting and watching and learning and soaking up that knowledge. But what people don't understand, keeping those quarterbacks in the same system, mm-hmm. keeping the same type of structure and infrastructure around those young men gives them a chance to grow. I think there's there's probably a ton of 
uh, of uh, history that says that is the best way to grow a quarterback in the National Football League. Green Bay is showing you what it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, because that kid sat for a long time. There was talk before the season started that, oh, he can't play. Oh, he's going to be another bust. And now all of a sudden, this guy's playing. He looks like Aaron Rodgers 2.0 playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. You know, so why is that? Well, go do the everybody should just go do a deep dive on that and they'll figure it out. Go do a deep dive on Patrick Mahomes. You figure it out. Are they outliers? Yes. Lamar Jackson is an outlier, but there's not a whole bunch of them that are like that. But and that's but that goes to the 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 lack of patience. Right. Because it's a win now situation. But if you look like like I can't believe I'm about to praise Green Bay. But if you look at Green Bay. Right. People forget Favre actually started in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And and came over to Green Bay, so he'd actually been in the league, right? He takes over in Green Bay. They they draft Aaron Rodgers, and everyone's like, oh, "Ooh, like what are they doing?" You know, it caused some controversy. Obviously, the the breakup wasn't beautiful, but Aaron Rodgers gets to sit behind uh, Brett for a couple of years. Then he comes in. Uh, obviously, we saw what Aaron Rodgers did. Then they draft Jordan Love, and everyone goes, "Uh oh!" And even that breakup, not great, but for the organization. Well, now Jordan Love comes in, and oh, look at that. Now, now they're looking at what are they going to be forty? If he if he pans out, forty years of great quarterback playing Green Bay, maybe it pays to be a little bit patient. And to your point, even even Patrick Mahomes, I think sitting behind Alex Smith, did wonders for because he that Smith Smith is a great quarterback that I think is very underrated, but a true professional. I think who helped Patrick Mahomes, maybe unlike Brett and Aaron, mm-hmm. um, but I think that served him wonders because who knows what Patrick Mahomes would have been if. The Bears had drafted him and they just threw him into the mix and he got sacked, you know, a hundred times that season. It might have been a different play. Absolutely. 40, 40 years. That's key. 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. But you said something that's so key. It's go back and look at those quarterbacks you just named. You named Aaron Rodgers, who probably going to be a Hall of Famer. You named Alex Smith, who was a tremendous football player. And I'm sure there's other studies that way, you know. So those guys watch some of the best guys in the league do their job every day and that was passed down and so the reason why a team keeps the guy and lets the other one go because somebody sees something in practice or somebody sees something that this guy is going to have a similar trajectory and Mm -hmm. so here it is and i don't think people really dive into those things enough to understand it and i think that's why a lot of these you know organizations fail when they draft quarterbacks, you know, because they really, and it is, you said it, it's about the fans. It's the pressure is we drafted this guy. He was so great here at Alabama. He should be out there right now playing. Some of these guys are not ready to play the first year they come into the league. It takes or second or second. And that's, and that's okay, coach. And, and it might not okay. even be third. It should right. be. It's okay. And that's okay. That's, and that's okay. why I love the way Green Bay does it. And I know you hate me saying Green Bay because okay. Okay. they knew I'm what sorry. Aaron Rodgers was. I'm warming up. They, they knew what Aaron Rodgers was and they drafted a guy and they didn't expect him to play year one. They didn't expect him to play year two. They didn't expect him to play year three. Here it is. And this is the way it should be. Plus, also, Coach, I mean, this isn't like working at General Motors or somewhere like that. Like, I can't do this for 40 years. Yeah. I got I to gotta bring somebody in because eventually this guy's going to get old. That's the way this works. Steve Young stepped behind Joe Montana for five years. I'm dying to hear what she thinks. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I barely get in a word between these two, but you know, <laughs> um, but no, like what you said right off bat, bat coaches, you, you mentioned how I think not only fans, but also different franchises, they kind of roll out uh, a quarterback early. We've even seen that with like moving over to the NBA with Scoot Henderson, right? Where they're already counting this kid out because he's had, you know, certain bad games. They've sent him down to the G League, but all these things are only going to benefit him. I mean, look at Steph Curry. It took him years before we started to see that, that, you know, star factor, superstar factor. And now he has the same amount of rings as LeBron James. So mm -hmm. I think we have to have a patience, but I also understand that franchises don't always have the luxury of having a quarterback over like a Aaron Rodgers. You know, sometimes you just have to implement them right away. And like mm -hmm. we've talked about that can screw them up, but um, yeah, I appreciate your insight there. And we actually have a chat for you. If you're willing to answer it from sure. uh, one of our viewers, uh, this is from drink more water. He said, uh, welcome, coach. You've been in a lot of places throughout your long coaching career. Which place and or year has been your favorite to coach and why? My favorite and it will always be is working at the when they were the Oakland Raiders, uh, working for Al Davis. Uh, it was a tremendous time in my life and my career. Uh, my first head coaching opportunity uh, for the late great Al Davis. And I came to a team that was 31st in offense. When I got there as the coordinator, we went from 31st to six. We had some tremendous players and Al Davis truly believed in speed. If you were on his team, you could run. And we had a bunch of guys that could run. And the next year we thought we were poised. I became the head coach to have a unbelievable year. And then Darren McFadden got hurt and Jason Campbell was our quarterback, got hurt. We brought in Carson Palmer and we at the last game of the year, we played the Chargers. We win the game. We host the playoff game at home. We didn't win. We lost 35-26, whatever it was. But that was a unbelievable time because at the time, the Raiders wasn't doing very well. And we really set that in motion. And it was fun. It was it was exciting. It was great football. We had some tremendous players. Coach, how's your, how's your crew doing down in uh down down in school because i know the college game is way different than the, than the, than the pro game how, how, how's the transition been for you oh it's it's, it's a different game as you said mm -hmm. you know it's a, a way different i have to catch myself sometimes uh there's a lot of there's a lot more things you can do let me say from from an offensive standpoint you know mm -hmm. that you can't do in the national football league but at the same time i've had to to grow you know it, it's forced me to grow because i've had to learn all these new rules how things are done uh, and and teaching at this level is different. You know, yeah, there's a lot more patience that you have to have because guys don't pick it up like that mm -hmm. fast enough. So I've had to adjust some of the things that I believe in and how I normally do things because, you know, they're trying to get to the National Football League. These players, the guys in the National Football League, they're trying to feed their families. But this thing of NIL and all this other stuff, portal and all this other stuff going on, boy, it's making it like somewhat like the national football league yeah. rules. So they're gonna be yeah, they're gonna be worried about feeding their families too um Ooh, man some of the money that's being passed around at these these schools now is amazing to me oh, yeah. I, I i knew you liked the raiders but i'll be honest i thought you were gonna say the Bengals. i thought you would have you know you know i had three stents at the Bengals, and, and it's a close second for me a close second but when you work for al davis who was the defensive coordinator and he lets you run the offense and the team and you understand his greatness. When the owner can sit with you and talk three hours about football, offensive football, 
You know, he taught me something. I forget which game it was. I, I love to run trick plays, reverses, and those things. And we ran a reverse. I think it was against Seattle. And, uh, well, the play, the game before we ran a reverse, and I never forget going in his office. He said, you tell me something. Why don't you ever run a reverse back-to-back? I said, oh, Al, you can't, you can't do that. The other team will know. And, boy, you just ran one. He goes, ah, they don't know. Just one day try it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe you got a point. We played Seattle. I called one reverse one way, went for 17, called the next one play. It went for 33 yards. And all I can do is <laughs> and see Al Davis. Thank you. You can see <laughs> how much he was into the game. Just like gives you the nod. Not in real life. <laughs> but sometimes I, I wonder, that. like, like even watching Jerry Jones or, uh, you know, just some of the owners, like, it kind of probably feels like that in a way. I mean, it's your money, oh, yeah. money that you're squandering. So probably hurts a lot more too. But yeah, oh, yeah. what a what a view for sure. And they have a, they have opinions now. Don't think they yeah. do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <clears throat> um, coach, I know you. I don't know how long we have you, we, but we we've do got have... we got for like seven more minutes. Okay, we, have... we had one more chat for you. Um, if you're willing to answer, mm -hmm. uh, this is from Nick. He said, Coach Jackson, uh, CJ Stroud or Jordan Love? Who Ooh, are you boy, feeling right now? A, that is a I tough know. question. But when you yeah. look at it, so here it is again, the fit for CJ Stroud, the head coach, the coordinator, the quarterback coach is showing himself. I mean, he has been one of the best young players, arguably could be in the MVP conversation. Yep. Right. Yep. If he doesn't miss the two games or one game, whatever he missed, he might be the MVP of the league. But I would mm -hmm. probably say C.J. Stroud for me, just because he's doing it as a rookie mm -hmm. and uh, he's doing it at a high level. And I don't think he's going to slow down one bit. I think he's going to continue to play well. Yeah. They're building something special down there in Houston. We had a conversation before the season started, Coach, and I thought that Houston would be one of the worst teams in the league, but I thought that they would be one of the more competitive teams mm -hmm. just because their defense, just because the head coach used to be the defense coordinator for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. So I got a bit of a spot, I got a bit of a soft spot for them. Mm -hmm. However, watching CJ and the 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 way that they're grooming him, putting him in a lot of three-step drops, right? Not just putting him in a lot of three-step drops, a lot of rollouts and mm -hmm. expanding his his game. Mm -hmm. with with that compounding his athleticism i think that they're putting him in a position where he can just flourish they're not just making him a pocket passer because right. that's not just his game right well the question was coming out would he run right i mean right. you see a lot of that ohio state i mean mm -hmm. but you see him make very quick decisions mm -hmm. and he'll take off and run down the field and he doesn't look like he's not afraid to do that so right. that part of his game has really helped them tremendously. And like you said, they've, they've done a lot of different things with him. So he's showing off a lot of different ability and he's having a tremendous year. Sure. Absolutely. Mm. Are, are you able to say, since you and Fluent have the, you know, the Baker connection, um, <laughs> who do you have this weekend? Are you, are you rolling with the Bucks? Well, you know, I, one thing I know about the Bucks, they're going to play great defense. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, I think they match up. You know, when you the pro football is a game of matchups, you know, and so you have Mike Evans, who is a tremendous talent. You know, you got Goodwin. You have these two young players that just I don't know where they came from this past week, you know, <laughs> that can really run. So it's going to be interesting. But I just the grit, the toughness of Detroit being at home, the fans, 
is that going to be too much for them to overcome? Now, the Rams got close, really close. I think this team, I think Tampa Bay is a little bit better than the Rams overall as a football team. I think it's going to be a tremendous game, but somehow, some way, I think Detroit comes out ahead in this one. I have, I have a follow-up question, mm-hmm. and, and it goes to – there was a reporter who asked Coach Bowles um, how his team was going to fare <laughs> because it's so cold in Detroit. And he was he was a gentleman. He was a gentleman. He politely said, well, they play indoors. Um, so it, my question is this. It's like the funniest or worst question a reporter so has ever – other than me, don't bring up anything I have. I've never, I've never had one of those situations happen. I don't, I can't think of. Look, during my time in Cleveland, I was doing so much losing, Anthony, that it didn't even feel right. Any question somebody asked me, I wanted to cry because I don't think people know how hard it is to stand in the face of losing like that. But uh, no, I've never had a question asked of me that way. About uh, you play, well, you how you go ahead with the thirteen degrees? But I love the way he said we're going to be in there for about twenty seconds, and we go <laughs> we do play indoors. <laughs> hey, coach, what, what's the hey, coach? What's the game plan for next week? I don't know to win. That's yeah, I know that's, that's we, always we, the we lost six straight. What do you mean? Yeah. What's the game plan? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> but I, I can't that. say that. Because I'm a professional, so I can't say that. Right. Trying to be yeah. cool. Although recently, that. although recently, coaches and 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 you know uh, different team members have been kind of lashing out more and more. We're hearing people just get over so tired of the the media questions because some of them are, you know. Well, Mike Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin didn't even let them ask the question. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes, and that was interesting <laughs> just to see him turn and walk out. He was so you know? done. Yeah. But you know what's interesting? Those guys have earned the right to do that. I don't think people get the enormous pressure that these coaches have to deal with when these questions come at you every single day. For a coach to have a slip up every now and then, man, I hope people understand that they have to do this every day. It's not you don't get an off day. And if something comes off a little wrong, I hope people give them grace because they deserve it because it is hard because sometimes you don't feel human when some certain questions are asked, because like you just say, you would hope, you know, the answer to that, but you're asking me this and then they'll turn around and ask you the same question a different way and no, you're not going to answer it. And they keep pushing and that's hard. That's really hard. And they deal with those coaches. Uh, the, all the money they get paid, they deserve it. Let me tell you that much. And then, and then they got to deal with players who message you at three o'clock in the morning and tell you they're open. <laughs> that's right. I had one. <laughs> Love you to death. But I tell, I, tell them, I tell them that is my favorite story, Coach, because I know you got to go. But that is my favorite story. So, Coach told me a story. I always call him Chad Chad Eight Five because I don't speak Spanish. Um, would can you tell him like it was it a? Can you just tell him? It's know. better. It, there is there is there were days there were nights um that my phone would ring at 2 2 15 from it could be anywhere from one o'clock in the a.m to four o'clock in the a.m and it's chad johnson he would just call and you see the phone ringing and you go oh man something's going on because it's so early in the morning you pick it up because you're concerned right. and you go hello and he would say i'm open 7-eleven and hang up the phone are you kidding? Throw me the damn ball. 
Coach, just make coach, sure they I'm get trying, me I'm trying to sleep. Coach, yeah. I'm trying to sleep. Okay, I got so much other stuff on my mind. Yeah. You think I want to throw you the ball? Because yeah, I do. I'm going to get it to you, but look, let me get it to you when I get there. How about that? Is that okay? Is, is that is that too much to ask? I'll be in. I'll be at work in a couple of hours. But that in the meantime, it. I can get some that sleep. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. I wish I wish I would have known that story before because I would have been on the phone with my point guard. I'm open because you know. <laughs> <shoot me>. Just... <laughs> Thank you so much. I think that we've, I think that we've converted my man over here. He's going to yeah. get on the big. We're getting through to him. Slowly but surely. Hey, hey, they're, oh, they're playing Detroit. If they end up playing Green Bay, trust me, I, I will be cheering for Baker Mayfield and the Bucks if they, if they, if they both yeah, what yeah. I would like if that's the game that it ends up being me and you need to go to the game 100 percent. that's what we need to do we, we, to we, we're long over, we are long overdue so me right. and we are long overdue and be there. Um, all right you got it it's all righty it's done absolutely the fam it's a pleasure seeing you again again you as too. always thanks, guys, take care. it's nice seeing nice all of you guys absolutely absolutely, right. coach. absolutely. When when I figured out I couldn't get the jersey, I'm like, I need to do something because I'm you know I I've you and I just had this conversation. I am a man of my word, it's and well. I, my word is bond, and I might not have a lot of things. I'll be like uh like uh uh Tony Montana. I got two things in this world, and you know what they are, and I break them for no one. I'm not gonna say mm -hmm. that I don't want to get vulgar, but I break mm -hmm. them for no one. Uh so I was like, all right, I can't get the jersey. What can I do? So I called up coach. I'm like, I know it's short notice, and he's like, and it's still yeah, I love that he still calls me Anthony, which is my favorite thing. Uh he's like he goes, for you, he goes, I, 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 he goes, and he felt bad. He's like, all I can give you is half an hour. I'm like, I will take it. Yeah. That's Thanks, coach. Let, let's run it. So, uh, so that's yeah, why I, and I will say, I will say we did reach, we did reach out to Baker. We're trying to get Baker, but he's a little bit tougher to, uh, to get on. Short he's busy. He didn't really and set a busy. great, you know, a great yeah. uh, platform for him yeah, to come on here. Busy. He's a little, uh -huh. he's a little busy. He's yeah, a little yeah. busy. But hey, hey, I, I, I did try. I did try. One day, One day we'll get him on. Um, but, uh, all right. We have a bunch of chats. Yes. We're still going to get into NBA and yes, we'll still mm -hmm. go through, uh, these NFL. Maybe we'll save that till the end now. Um, but let's get through some of these chats. Um, green, uh, thank you for the super chat. How great would Steve McNair be in today's NFL? Wow. That's a great question. Yes, uh, that would be great for coach and he would be phenomenal. Cause he is like the, what we would consider the prototype today can run got a big arm. Um, and and was strong and he was big and strong enough to take the hits, right? Like sometimes you see, sometimes you see like a Justin Fields or even Lamar Jackson too, right? And you're like, oh, right? He could he could take. I feel bad for some of the, the DBs hitting him if he made it in past past that first line of right. linebackers. Those DBs would would feel him, which is not that much today as it was 20 years ago when he was getting chased around by Ray Lewis and he was getting chased around by Michael Strahan and guys like that. He's not getting hit like that today. So yeah. he would be much more durable, and I think he'd be awesome in today's game. Yeah. Steve McMahon would be holy. Yeah. They're, they're protecting the quarterbacks, some say a little too much. It, it'd be perfect for a guy like him, absolutely. Yes, yes, he would. Uh, football college, uh, CF Candy Fluent. Did you see who the Bears just interviewed? Yes. If they, I tell you right now, if they hire Cliff Kingsbury, um, I might listen as you, as you found out earlier yesterday. 
you know, Mrs. Fluent, although she's a Bengals fan, she does have, she does like the Packers. That's her NFC, like, you know, like, you know how you have the crush on the Broncos? That's yeah. like her NFC crush is the Packers. Yeah. I, I might, I might, I'm, I might. If they have, I heard, all I can say, H, is I heard a flip out yesterday. If I I'm not it. sure, I'm not sure if Tone can handle it. Tone, can you handle it? Yes or no? I know I cannot. <laughs> but can I, okay, so maybe my view is just a bit tainted, but uh, obviously, Hard Knocks came out with the uh, the Cardinals in season. Did you guys watch that? I and, watched it a couple times. Yeah, and I'm I'm how. How did he get a job in the NFL in the first place? And this isn't this is purely no, no, interest. Got, I'm not trying to be no, no. It, he the, he was he was what they thought would be the perfect coach because of the style. I believe either he was his college coach or the style of play fit uh, Kyler Murray's. So they're like, okay, okay. we're we're going to bring those two together. But he never like okay. there, yeah, there was no reason to believe because he, he didn't have a tenure in the NFL. I mean, he wasn't an assistant coach, right? Him not being an assistant coach, I don't think that's a big deal that that, that he didn't coach at okay. the pro level. It's the, the issue is is what his track record was, and it translated from college to the pros. Yeah, what you saw him doing in the pros, that's exactly what he was doing in college, where he'd yeah. start out hot and then it would just fizzle. Because he, he doesn't adjustments every you look every second half of his every season and every level he's played has been. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's who he is, and if he comes to the Bears. It's gonna look fantastic early. And yeah, then oh, yeah. Great. It's we'll gonna look off, fantastic we'll start, early. We'll start off six and two and then finish nine and eight. You got the right guy. Yep, we got the right guy. And I can hear Tone screaming from the heavens. No, we don't. I'm telling yeah. y'all, no, do not buy into this. No, we do not. And then when they go four and eight in the last 12, and Tone, I told you. What did I tell you guys? Yeah. None of you would listen to me. Fool's gold. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think, yeah, yeah. I for you, Fluent. I hope that um, you know, other options come through, but we'll see. Double P. I thought the Cowboys broke the curse with Jimmy Johnson, but I guess there's one curse Jerry Jones will never overcome, and that's the karma for Tom Landry. It wasn't. That was not karma. And no, it was not. It was time for Tom Landry to go. It was definitely time for him to go. The Cowboys were a state. They were the Titanic. It was time for them to. Now, don't get me wrong. It, there's no right way to fire somebody. There is none. There is no right way to fire a guy. And Tom Landry had been there for 30 years. I get that. Only except it was time to move on. The Cowboys were a sinking ship. They were terrible. And with all of that being said, it was time to move on from them. Jimmy Johnson came in and he turned that thing around. In fact, he should have never left. But Jimmy Johnson told us that he had planned on being, he had planned on leaving anyway. He didn't, he, he wasn't going to be there longer than five seasons anyway. But I do think that they could have gotten maybe another year out of him. I, I think that was a little premature. Okay. Um, Angie, hey, fam. How y'all doing? Flu got another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. I guess another oh, one. Oh, another oh, one. No, I, sorry, yes. Angie is a Packers fan. And so she's mm. rubbing it of our, <laughs> our Rogers mild love. Yeah, Tom, can you handle it? 40, 40 years of quarterback in Tom? I'm, 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 I'm,
and can't find and we're not the only ones we're not the only ones we're yeah. we're, we're one of the worst don't get me wrong but th- there's been teams that cannot get a quarterback and these guys have just been like one just whoop, replace him with the oh, next I one love Jay Cutler, Tom. you you are not a jay cutler fan i do jay cutler I, I i listen i'm a huge fan of jay cutler's but he he got one he got a raw deal cuz cuz of his facial kind of expressions and his demeanor people thought he didn't care and let me tell you something i only had one conversation with jay cutler but i will tell you this he cared and knew football as good if not better than anyone i've ever met he had an arm where he could make every single throw but that was also his downside is because he knew i could throw this ball and hit a peanut so he would throw it into double and triple coverage because he knew he could make the throw and he just couldn't always do that and sometimes the wide receivers didn't help him but he also is the one that look at all the ocs he had Look at all the guys that went through Chicago coaching, OC, quarterback coaches. Just go look at the list, and then you'll go, oh, there. you can't be a good, consistent, winning football player. And then he also had, listen, he did have a bit of a bad attitude, like the fact that when David, Devin Hester became a wide receiver, he's like, I don't care if you're open, I'm not throwing you the ball. Okay, th- that wasn't right. Uh, oh. But when Mike, Mark, Mike Martz was his OC, remember the greatest show on turf from St. Louis? He got Jay Cutler killed. So, but my point was, my point was, they've had, the Bears have just gone through, and sorry, other teams have gone through all these quarterbacks, and these guys just have one after the other, after the other, and it's, hey, good, hey, good for them. Good, good, good for them. Good for them. Nick, thank you so much. Uh, good to be back. Good to see you guys, too. Uh, 80 foot thoughts on Jared Mayo as the uh, Pats head coach. I love it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's a good thing. I mean, he's been with them for quite a while. Don't get me wrong, H. Like I just said, you having NFL coaching experience, I mean, I don't think that that makes you an NFL coach because we've seen plenty of NFL coaches with coaching experience and are garbage. So that, 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 I don't think that that matters, but he seems to know the game and he seems to know personnel. So he knows that system in, in New England. He knows the New England way. And because of that, I think he's going to flourish there. I do. But I think that he's another one who he needs to get the right pieces around him. He needs, he definitely needs to get the right pieces around him. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm go back to that one for a second. Cause I'm, I'm torn on it on one side. Could this be the second coming of uh, coach Ryan's in Houston? Maybe. Could it be a guy who's been in the organization long enough that is going to listen and do what Robert Kraft says, which is something that, Kraft wanted, and that's we found out later that him and Bill uh, Belichick, Coach Belichick, were, were butting heads. I hope it's not the latter because if it is, it's going to be ugly. Anytime an owner brings in like a yes man coach, it, it rarely works mm-hmm. out. I don't think it's ever. Mayo doesn't strike me as a yes man. I don't think so, don't think so either. Those are the right. two things I've heard. I'm hoping it's more Coach Ryan's than, than right. that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sports PSP, good to see you. Thoughts on McCarthy staying as the Dallas, uh, head coach in Dallas? Yeah, uh, I think we, we talked. We we, we, we talked talk on that. that uh, mm-hmm. I believe it shouldn't happen. He thinks good. <laughs> okay, and I I want to see it because we'll just see the same thing happen to the Cowboys. You just, you just like it makes it easier. It makes it easier yeah, for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, easier road. Um, which NFL player would you rather be, LT or Ray Lewis? This is easy for me. Lawrence Taylor is the best defensive player I've ever seen. I think he's the best defensive player in NFL history. Um, i never seen a guy affect an offense like him. I've seen Ray Lewis affect def- – I've seen him affect offenses just from his pass rush. Lawrence Taylor 
what his ability was, how he could switch positions, how he could drop in coverage, how he could cover tight ends, how he could get to the quarterback, how he made it clear from the quarterback, I don't care about anybody else, just keep him away from me. That kind of effect that you have on an offense wrecks your offense. He's the best defensive player I've ever seen. Um, The only LT that you can call LT in the NFL, the only LT is Lawrence Taylor. Um, and with all due respect, and I love Ray Lewis, I think he is phenomenal. Um, Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football player to ever step on a football field, period, at any position. Like, we call Tom Brady the GOAT, but let's be clear, Tom Brady is the GOAT quarterback. Lawrence Taylor and then Jerry Rice are the greatest football players to ever step on a football field, and Lawrence Taylor is number one for me. So so that makes it, it makes that decision easier for me to sell LT, but that, that's not taking away from Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was was him, as, as Fluent Jr. Would, would say to me. He was mm-hmm. him. That's a legit argument, Tom. I, 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 will, I will not argue that because Lawrence Taylor, you can definitely make the argument that he's the best football player in NFL history. 100%. Yeah. He's definitely, in, in, in my estimation, he's the best defensive player in NFL history. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. He's that's why I said he's the best. He's the best defensive player. Tom Brady's the best. Um, Tom Brady's the best quarterback. Jerry Rice is the best um, wide receiver. But I also yeah. think Jerry Rice has a, can be in that conversation. But it's LT for me. Right. LT for me. Um, and then Devontae just became a member. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, football. Would agree with coach about keeping JF1 except Caleb, which we talked about. Yes. And agree. Except Caleb. Mm. Double P, I can't wait to see Fluent's face when Baker wins Super Bowl 58. No joke, that's my Super Bowl pick at the moment. I think these playoffs are the wild, wild west. We do not yet. <laughs> I would, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a 49er fan, so I ain't trying to hear that, but. Yeah. To, to 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 see Tone's face if there's a parade in Tampa with Butter as the quarterback. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Now, can you now, handle Tone? Can you I will, handle Tone? I will say this: the only the only positive side would be that if if they do make it to the Super Bowl, um, I'll probably uh, you know I, I'll get co- I'll get coach to take me there first class. So it'd be nice. <laughs> They already already offered to take me to the, the one game, so um, I'm gonna hold you where to is it. The, where is the Super Bowl, by the way? Uh, Super Bowl this year Vegas, is right? in. Is it in Vegas? I thought it was in. I'm sorry, I, I, I was I, in I, Miami. No, I was in Maybe. Miami. It was in Miami a couple of years ago. I thought no, it was in Vegas. Yeah. But... All you have to do is say this because the chat will correct us. Um, I think it's in Miami and watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah. Don't get to the bottom of that right now. Tell me the Super Bowl's in. I'll, I'll wait for it. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep an eye out. Angie Carr, first chill, now fluent. Next H is going to have stuff on the next stream. Also chill and love my two favorite Utah State players, Mormon. That's, why I, I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying, man. I, I I got a bit of a soft spot for this kid. The, this, the way that Green Bay handled them, and plus the fact that he went to Utah State. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that does matter. There's so. a little love there. Mm hmm. Angie, I did think about you uh, when I saw the Packers win, and I'm not gonna lie, it was a it was the best Packers win I- I've ever been able to get behind. So I'm glad yes. to see it. 
That's weird. I don't know. I just I was never a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but it was more so because of, you know, I I don't know. We always faced yeah. off against them, even though we beat them. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Sports PSP. Hey, y'all are Cowboys fans the worst fan base. Yes, it's not close. Next, yes. Never. It's not a question. <laughs> next question. We don't even need to answer this. Yeah. It's not even a question. Age. They are the worst. 100%. Trying to think of a worst one. None, Tom. Yankees, Lakers, Warriors. We can all agree. The Cowboys fans. Cowboys fan base is the worst. And it ain't even close. Not close. Right. Yeah. And then. Drink more water. Will we ever see a DBD at 50 plus career interceptions again? No. Oh. I don't yeah, no. does not agree it's Dallas. He's a Dallas fan. <laughs> oh, Warriors fans. Yeah, Warriors fans might no, be he's the worst. Maybe 49er fans. They're there. No. Uh okay, last super chat, and then we'll get into some basketball. Lego James, Sirianni fired, Kelsey coming back. What do you guys think about those two? Why is Sirianni fired? They just won a Super Bowl. They, they they just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and they were just in the Super Bowl last year. Now you want to fire him? Because okay, okay, sure they had, sure they had, they had a bit of a collapse. That's not the way that works. Because if you were in the bowl game, or not even in the bowl game, if you went to the NFC Championship, you wouldn't be talking about firing him. That's not the way that works. Sirianni is a damn good coach. And who are you going to yeah. replace him with? How about yeah, that? I, I, yeah. As much as I said they should fire Mike McCarthy, I'm I'm equally as what are you uh, talking about. I'm equally on the other side of you keep Sirianni. Now yeah. listen, they did seem to lose something on the defensive side. So I would look now. I know they brought in a new DC kind of halfway through the season, which is tough. They brought in Matt, Matt Patricia. That might be that might not have been the right match. Uh, so they need to figure the, that defense out. But you get look, and I'm not making excuses because of injuries. But you have a healthy Jalen Hurts, a healthy AJ Brown. A help now they might they they might want to look at upgrading the running back position this offseason. Um, and and if Kelsey's gone, like okay, they might need some some. You know, the tweak, it's a tweak. It's not a new coach, new system. It's they they are tweaks away from being right back in it again next year. So I I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you there. Um okay. I want to shift over to something else, Flint, that you uh can probably give us some insight on, but obviously Okay. Pascal Siakam was traded to the Indiana Pacers um for Bruce Brown. Uh three picks and then uh what's his name jordan something i i was they got, they got nora and they got uh uh who's a i want to say a power forward or something and then they got a point guard um who's and yeah bruce brown but they also got uh nora and another uh a point guard from the pels i want to say it's just like backup guys they play like nine ten minutes a game yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah yes a couple of young a couple of young guys yeah yeah exactly and um i'm curious to know not only what you guys think about kind of the the tandem of uh Halliburton and Siakam. Yeah, wow, Halliburton and Siakam. But also, <laughs> I'm hearing got- <laughs> like brain freeze. Um, but also, I'm curious to see because I've heard a lot of people talking about Miles Turner, and they don't like him in that system. They don't think it'll maybe flow now that Siakam's coming in. So I'm just curious to hear 
your thoughts on all that. And Fluent, I want to hear your opinion, especially in Toronto. You're there. You're you're behind the scenes. You you know people. Um, what are the whispers going on? And do you think they're going to hold on to Bruce Brown? I saw possibly the Knicks are interested in in getting him. Is there somebody in return you'd want to get from there? Uh, or within that trade? Um, so thoughts on all of that. Where are you at? Yeah, so, uh, look, people aren't happy with the Siakam trade, uh, but that's because it's it, you, know, there's, you have to have an understanding of what they're doing, which is they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding a team around Scotty Barnes. They're not building a team to win this year. In fact, they're probably not building a team to win next year. Um, you know, they brought in Darko as their new coach, who is known for developing young players, and everyone thought, well, they brought in this coach to develop young players, but they have Siakam and OG and... Well, yeah, exactly. That's why these moves have been done. So Siakam as a uh, expiring contract, Siakam who is going to look to get the max, um, right? Who who I don't know if he qualifies for the super max, but it was still would have been a yeah. huge, huge, huge number. Uh, they were just like, we don't see him as our future. Siakam, just so you know, was the last remaining member uh, mm-hmm. of that. Like, there's that beautiful picture from Slam that had. I want to say Serge Ibaka, Gasol, Kyle Lowry, um, the guy who's on the Clippers now, uh, Norman Powell, uh, and OG. That was that yeah. was the picture. And like I had posted something, I was like, only one left, and I'm like, oh, now there's none uh, because yeah. he, he was the last yeah. remaining one. So it's it's a new regime, it's new young talent. Um, so for anyone who wants to win now, it was a it was a bad trade. However, it's an expiring contract. He has told teams like Sacramento, like others, I'm not re-signing with you. Yeah. So any team that made a deal for him knew that it is a half-year rental, and we don't know because at that point he is going to he is going to be one of the most active and attractive free agents this summer. Um, because he I don't I don't think the Pacers can do enough in you know the five minutes that they're gonna have him to convince him. He will look around and he will uh, you know, he might already say, I want to go here. We That part, we don't know. Um, so he he will look. So with all that being said, the his value then goes down because he's not going to resign for sure. You're, right, you're only gone for half a year. Who do you think you're going to get? So the fact that they got three picks out of it, they got two young players who are going to be, you know, they're, they're serviceable role players and, and they got a point guard and a power forward, which they need. And I uh, to answer your last question, and Bruce Brown... I would be very, very, very surprised um, if he is on this team come the trade deadline. In fact, I, you know, you know, you like my guarantees when it comes to the Raptors. We haven't talked since I guaranteed they lost to the Pistons. Yeah, um, you were. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so I told you. So that you being said, I, I would say I would say Bruce Bruce Brown is going to get a lot of interest because there are yeah. a lot of playoff championship contending teams that would love a guy who could guard all five positions, right? can come off the bench, can score a little bit, but really his defensive intensity, that's something that every team would want. So if if someone is going to offer him, in fact, um, the team they just made, they just uh, the Knicks who just traded, they just, the Knicks have already called them up and said, hey, I know we just did a deal for OG. What would you guys want for Brown? Right, so that just shows you the, the, the fact that that that's how fast the turnaround is going to be is there's teams already calling. Um, so I think they'll look for another pick, another young player or possibly two. Um, but you're, you're seeing what they're putting together, right? Like when you look at this, the makeup of this team now with IQ, uh, Barrett, Barnes, 
uh, unfortunately, they had to. There was an illness, and it might be it might be long term, so maybe that's why they did it. But Christian Coloco, who I thought was going to be part of their future, they released him as well. Um, but they're they're building this kind of young, fast paced kind of scoring team is what they're building because I think they realize the whole six everybody being six eight and you know everybody switchable but no shooting you can't win that way in this in this NBA um, you have to be able to score. You have to be able to get up and down the court quickly. Uh, don't be surprised if Jakob Pertl is another piece that is gone. Um, you you know this, Jay. Mrs. Fluin is very concerned about the center position um, in, in Toronto. She went off on that, um, and and so am I, for that matter. Because you know they, they get they get out, you know they're going to get out rebounded if you know. Uh, but uh, don't be surprised if you see Brown now. It has to be a separate deal because they just got him, so it, he they, he can't be packaged. With anyone else in Toronto, he has to go. Coloco, by the way, was for salary to make the deal work to bring in these guys. They had to cut him too. Did they had to release him? Uh, but don't be surprised if Pirtle gets traded too, uh, and just as, as part of that kind of, if not at the deadline in in the off season, because uh, they're really going with this young, you know, Scotty Barnes led team. Uh, yeah. But it's you know, they're two years away. From a scheme standpoint, I think that this is good for. Pascal Siakam and Tyree Taliburton. I said this earlier on the panel. I heard that um, <clears throat> was it JJ Redick. Well, I think that JJ Redick is who I heard it from. That Pascal Siakam, I think he leads the league in transition percentage, and uh, Tyree Taliburton leads the league in transition assists. So mm-hmm. that's okay. gonna re- that, that that's gonna really help them in terms of speeding up the game. Number two, moving Pascal to the three because that's the way I think he's the I think he's the most effective. Him playing the four, I don't think that that that's, that 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 hurts them, but I think that he's more effective at the three because he causes a lot of mismatches at the three at six nine because he can back guys down, he can play one on one. He's one of those type of players, and Tyrese Halliburton will get him in spaces. Right? Tyrese Halliburton will get him in space where he can absolutely do that. So, with that being said, I think that it works from a scheme standpoint. Now, from the aspect of money, well. Again, they own his bird rights, so they can pay him the most. The million-dollar question is, is is he willing to stay in Indiana? Because him leaving leaving Toronto, it was obvious that they weren't willing to pay him that. And I think at age 29 years old, he's got another four. I think he's got another four or five more years at this level. So with him being 29, still still being in his prime, him playing with this young Tyrese Halliburton, him playing with this group, I still think that they need to move on from Miles Turner because I think he's soft, and I'm not. I'm not going to back down from that. You think he's soft? But who? Hold on. But to replace with who? Replace. Replace Miles Turner. Yeah, with who? Replace Miles Turner. I think you can get rid of this guy because, but don't give me the, problem, that, give me the solution. Absolutely, and I'm thinking that to replace Miles Turner with more of a dirty work five man. Because the five men that they have currently, I think he's soft. The kid with the Knicks, uh, Hartenstein, I think he'd be great with Indiana. I yeah, think they're, that he's, they're, I, they're I, not going to move off him because Mitchell Robertson is hurt, right? Right. right. Mitchell Robertson he's, is. He's now, at least now. Well, here's the difference, though. They don't have an opportunity. They, they don't have a choice. So he comes off the books after this year. So it's not like he's on the books for another two or three years. I think he comes off the books after this year. I think he's a free agent at the end of the season. So the Knicks are in this position where, you know, they got damaged goods with Mitchell Robinson and they got another free agent at the five spot. So I would love Hartenstein in Indiana because I think he's the dirty work, rim protecting, paint present five man that they need. I don't think that they're going to get 
an elite five man in terms of a bucket getter, a, a stretch five who can stretch the defense. I think that he's a rim runner, which would absolutely help playing with Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's a rebounder. I think he's a dirty work guy. I think that's what they're missing. They got plenty of offense, plenty of offense. And now you add Siakam, and I think that you could get another big. But I think that I think that the time that you have with Miles Turner, I think that that time is over. I think Jay, that time. Sorry for interrupting. I think that that time is over with 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 those with 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 Miles Turner. So, with that being said, to sign Siakam, I don't think it's unrealistic because number one, this team is younger. This is a playoff team. They're building something serious. Number two, you could pay them the most. Number three, contrary to popular belief, Indiana is a dope place to play if you play pro basketball and they win, and it's an awesome town to live in. One hundred percent. Whoa, 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 whoa. I you had me when you said a dope place to play in when they're winning, a dope place to live in. It's a dope town to be. Tone. If you if you in Indiana and they winning, that's a dope place to be. Or one hundred percent. It's I'm, awesome. You, the basketball, uh, but where it's to a, live it's there? An awesome place to be. I don't think it's yes, top sir. fifteen NBA city. Oh man, you when you when you see winning in Indiana, don't get me wrong, Tone. Most free agents aren't really going there. Living, I'm agreeing with you on winning. Right, the great place to play when they're winning. Right, as, in terms of places to live, you they are that's not. The, that's, the, that, that's the that's the point. When you're winning, it's very much like Utah. Utah isn't fantastic. It isn't New York City. It isn't Los Angeles. But when they winning, man, Utah's a great place to be. Utah is a fantastic. But you want to live in Utah? I don't. But if but I was playing for the Jazz and. That's Indiana. But if, but if, if I was playing for the Jazz, you have to be winning to have good fans. But I don't want to live there any other time. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is that it's not. I'm sorry. No one. I don't believe anyone chooses to live in Indiana. But sorry. you're just talking about like the like the basketball, like the fan base itself. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my best friends lives in Indianapolis, and yeah. Indianapolis is not a terrible place. A great place to live in that yeah. area when the Indiana Pacers are good. It's a yeah. great place to be. No, and they're loyal too. I have a friend from Indiana yes, that lives here now, and he's he's through through and through. Like he's still a, he's always been a Pacers fan. He's just, it's just been rough. But um, mm -hmm. no, Jay, I want to take it back. You said Miles not, Turner. Let me just say, I'll choose Indiana over Utah. No offense, Coach Morrison. Uh, I, will, I will choose. Mm -hmm. I will choose Indiana over Utah. Excuse. Me. Oh yeah, no, I, I I would too, but I'd prefer neither. Um, no offense, but. <laughs> Yeah, Jay, you said Miles Turner is soft, and I, I want to hear why, because I don't disagree with you, but I also find it interesting that only, what, a year and a half ago, Aiton was on the trade block for Miles Turner. That was an option that, obviously, in the end, the Suns turned down. Um, but why why do you say he's soft? And do you think he would have the same play style that he, he has been? I know he hasn't been – I don't think he's a top 10 big in the – top right. seven big in the league um do you think that could change if he goes to a new system well two things number one with eight in there eight and rebounds which miles turner doesn't Aiton does rim protect i don't think Aiton is soft soft so to speak i see him get roughed up by joker but yeah watching miles turner he gets beat up by bam he gets beat up by anthony davis he gets beat up by by Joel Embiid. He gets beat up by Jared Allen. He gets beat up by Vooch. He gets beat up. And to be a big, to be a big and be competitive, I can appreciate the the, the better bigs. Like, who, who doesn't Joker beat up on, right? Who doesn't yeah. Joel Embiid beat up on? But when you're getting beat up on by, when you're getting beat up on by Jared Allen, 
when you're getting beat up on by Vooch, when you when you're not a double digit rebounder on the regular, I and 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 not just a stretch five, you're a stretch five that doesn't man the paint. Like at least Porzingis will man the paint. He'll rim protect. So with that being so with that being said, this guy, I feel like he would be better like in Miami. Because number one, playing with Bam being a stretch five, I think that I think that Bam would take a lot of that pressure off of him from having to be that presence in the paint that Bam is. In fact, Bam could move to the four and be that. Bam could be more of a defensive presence. When I look at Miles Turner, I just think he's soft. I just wonder if like Miles would be better at the four and and then in that case wouldn't fit in Miami because Bam, we all know, is better at the four when versus when he plays a five. Um, I just wonder if there's a system or or a team um, you know, that has a big that would be you know, that would be interchangeable with Miles, or maybe it would be a three way trade. I, I think Miami you have to get a third no team way Bam no way Bam is going to Indiana. No, no, no. We're not moving off of Bam. Oh. No, 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 no. We're not moving off of Bam. No, we keeping Bam. And I think that For those sure. two guys... plays the, the the three or the four, because who's their who's their big gonna be in well, Indiana? That's the that's the idea. Like Tone just said, we gotta yeah. get a third we we got we gotta get a third team involved because we gotta yeah. get a big guy not out one, there too. Not yeah. two. We gotta get a third team involved. Absolutely. Um, you know, you 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 ha- you lost me, but then you brought me back in because when you said he's getting beat on the regular by Embiid and and AD, I'm like, who isn't? Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody but is. the list goes Everybody on. When you mentioned Vooch, it's like, all right, that's when you got the Vooch, <laughs> no problem. But um, Allen, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Allen's been good though. Can't lie about that. He's been he's all been right. tough this season. But I, I so Indiana. Uh, made these changes, but let's be honest. You just said fluent Raptors probably really won't be anything for at least two seasons, and that's probably being generous. Do you really think they're going to win a chip in three seasons? Maybe, maybe not. But does Indiana, who we've seen Tyrese blossoming this season, we've seen the team coming together, meshing. Now they go out, they're making real live moves this season for Siakam, and maybe more to come. Uh, do we really think they have a chance to be contenders, serious contenders, and even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or further this season? Oh. I'm thinking, because the answer is probably no. The answer is still no. Okay. The answer is still no. Like, are they better than the Celtics? In the postseason, they could be. Are they better than? Are they better than the Sixers? In the postseason, they definitely could be. We are don't be- know. Are they better than the Bucks? They've beaten them four of the last five times they played them. That In is the a reg- matchup that they regular, do match up well. Yeah. That's, reg- that's regular season. Watch. Watch how little the regular season means. Um, Haley, the year that the Raptors won the NBA title against the Warriors, they were 3-0 and against the Warriors in the regular season. Does that mean that fully healthy they would have won in the finals? No. Then the regular season means nothing. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. Rewind. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Warriors all three times they played them, is what you're saying. Correct. Right? They did. When yes. when the Warriors were all healthy. Healthy with KD and Steph. Yep. Right. And then we get to the postseason. Does that mean that they would have beaten them? Why not? Because Kawhi Leonard's game translated into the postseason. I'm, just asking, I'm about, asking because you just you just said the Pacers keep beating the Bucks, and I'm like, well, it's the regular season, it's different. Well, here's the difference. The difference is I understand games get raised. I do get that. But they get raised on the other end, too. Kawhi Leonard's game got raised. 100% it did. And I'm not going to hold that against him because KD got hurt. That's a you problem. That is not a me problem. Now, I understand you saying fully healthy, but he wasn't. 
He wasn't fully healthy. So that's not that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. And yeah. with that being said, throughout the regular season, there's a confidence that these guys have when there's a confidence that these guys have when they're going up against these guys. When they end up beating them, I mean, don't get me wrong. San Antonio, not San Antonio, I'm sorry. Seattle beat the Bulls twice when they played them in the regular season and they lost them in the finals. And that was a scheme thing. I think it I think it would have been a little bit different if Gary Payton would have dealt with Jordan a little bit earlier. But with that being said, the regular season does matter. It does matter from a confidence standpoint. Absolutely it does. But you guys, you two differ a lot on that because you're definitely more of a postseason uh, fanatic mm-hmm. versus Jay Uke. I mean, I think we can all agree they both matter. Uh, it's a buildup until winning, which is the most mm-hmm. important part of the game. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For me personally, obviously, I wouldn't put money on the Pacers, but I do love to see it. I do love to see them growing and more competition brewing over in the East because a lot of people thought, oh, this is a two-man two-man show. Maybe the Celtics Bucks, right? Or maybe, just maybe we could see the Sixers creep up in there even though we've seen, the, I, I'm out on them. I, I love what they're doing, but I just can't put stock in them. Based off what I've seen, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see the Sixers um, go deep this season. And, you know, there's always Miami and some of these teams that step up. But I, <laughs> You have the Bucks. What, what's your problem, Toad? Who do you have, what, 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 What's the I issue, I just the only possible, I think. Did I miss someone? No, I don't know. You just said you want to see the Sixers go deep. And oh. I just, I was yeah. wrong. Um, I do. I, I do. But I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll happen. I do like the I do like the coaching change in Philly. I do. Yeah. I love the coaching yeah, change I, in I, Philly. I love the coaching change in Philly. I love the change in philosophy offensively. I love how Tyrese Maxi plays more downhill. I love the fact that that Joel Embiid Bias. is not standing on the long ball line with all four of the other guys where he's playing more in the mid post. He's playing more in the low post, and we got action to the basket as opposed to all five of these dudes on the long ball line and nobody's doing anything. They're just watching him with the ball. I love that part right there. However, this 35-12 and 12 from Joel Embiid, this has to translate into the postseason. 100% yeah. it does. And until I see it, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because, who, Jade, who do you have for your MVP right now? Is it Embiid? No, it's Joker. Even it's now? Still Joker. It's still Joker. It's still Joker, and it's Joker simply because how – don't get me wrong. What Embiid is doing and the fact that I think they, they're they well below 500 with Embiid out the lineup, I mean, what Joker means to that – what Joker means to that team and everything that he does to them, everything he does for them, I think he's, I think he's 26. He leads the league in rebounding. He's in the top five in the league in assists. I mean, there's not many guys we can say that. Um, they're one of the best offenses in the game. Joker, Joker will play defense. I mean, he's not great, but he will play defense. Yeah. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, I've seen him play defense at an all-league level, and he hasn't played like that since 2018. He not, not he hasn't he hasn't been on an all-league defensive team since 2018. He's played at an all-league defensive level, but I've yet to see him get back on an all-league defensive team. That's been one of the main that, that's been one of the main things with Philly not being able to go as far as we'd like for them to go. And I'm looking at what Joker brings to that unit, where he is in the standings, where they are in the standings, with both Philly and Denver both being the same, both both in that same category. Yeah. I just think Joker is more valuable because I think he does more. Don't get me wrong, Joel Embiid is buckets, 100% he is. But I just think that I think Joker does more. 
Valid. Um, yeah, definitely valid. I, I also kind of moving off Siakam, Jay, we see fighting for the first seed. I mean, obviously, I believe the, the Wolves are two games ahead of OKC, but who would have thought at the beginning of this season, it, I definitely would have, that those would be the two teams leading at this point in the season. We're halfway through the season, and those teams have been consistent. They've stayed consistent. I don't know if you watched uh, Anthony Edwards recently, but dude has been unreal. He is, I, you know, I would have thought Jaw, they were trying to somewhat bring Jaw to be the new face of the league. I, I think there's always that possibility. But if, if you were to ask me, Anthony Edwards is the right person. Like he just, he's so tough. Um, and this team is only getting better. So uh, what do you think about those two teams? Because if you look at the, I guess, personnel on each team, who has more to lose or who has more expectations, I would say, obviously the Timberwolves, because you've got some vets, you've got Gobert, you've got Kat, you've got Anthony Edwards. None of those dudes are as young as obviously Shay uh josh and and chet but um do you have any expectations for both of those teams let's just say they do stay you know higher up in the seeds denver's creeping back up they were down a little bit but now they're only a game below okc i think and you know um but if they could avoid matching up with denver up until you know later in the postseason that could be interesting it's still and they still have issues i thought oklahoma city was a playoff team and yeah. I'm not surprised that they're in the playoffs. What I am surprised at the top of the Western Conference, I didn't have them being this good. I had yeah. them being a bona fide playoff team, like around six, maybe five at, at best. I didn't have them being this good. I didn't I didn't realize how good Jalen Williams, J-Dub, was going to be this year. Everybody knows that SGA is climbing the, climbing the player ladder and becoming more and more the talk of the town. But – they got holes. Oklahoma City has huge holes. Their five man is a rookie and he's a rail. And I watched Bam beat him up. So when you get to the playoffs, I watched Anthony Davis beat him up. Teams like that are going to target him. They're going to go after yeah. him. And because they go after him, that's a big problem that they can't fix. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in the league to start. And because of that, when you get to the playoffs, when the game slows down, you got to hold teams to one possession. Because when you're giving teams two, three, four possessions in order to score, that's going to be a problem. Now, as far as Minnesota, I think Minnesota has everything necessary in order to win the NBA championship. What they're doing right now with both Cat and Rudy, with that high-low action, Rudy, I think, is going to win the defensive player of the year. It's between him and Anthony Davis. I thought it was going to be Evan Mobley for the, for, before the season started, but he got hurt. That's neither here nor there. With that being said, this is what I envisioned for both Anthony Edward, Anthony, Anthony, not Anthony, I'm sorry, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. This is what I envisioned, but he got hurt. So we didn't get a chance to see it. We're actually getting a chance to see it now. And who we're not talking about, who we should be talking about a lot more with this Minnesota team is Mike Conley. Tone, do you know that he's got a six to one assist to turnover ratio? On the last 10 games, he's had eight turnovers in the last 10 games. That's less than a turnover a game. So when we're talking about a guy that's taking care of the basketball like that, that's a recipe for success. The problem that they have is, is how good they are defensively. They're not very good in transition. They should be a better transition team. They should score more in transition. Problem is, is that a lot of their guys, Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards, uh, Alexander, all of these guys, they run to the long ball line instead of running to the rim to get easy layups. They'd be a lot better in transition if they did that, but they don't. But I feel like they got everything necessary in order to win the NBA championship. 
Well, and last quick, and then you go fluent. But remember, we watched uh, what's up, Leaf? We watched Denver versus Timberwolves, and even though it was, you know, it wasn't a close series when it comes down to the actual games. What is that? Um, we saw how how crucial Mike Conley was for that, and how well they matched up. And so, if they get a whole year, Jay, of incredible experience together, they really figure this thing out, and then they they come face to face with Denver. I think it would be a different story, and I think it could go to definitely a game seven. So we'll see. Fluent. I just, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I just, I don't, I can't, I won't, I'm not there yet with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I, 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 now I said I was right about them last year. Uh, I told you this year, buy into them. They're gonna be, they're gonna be good this year, and they are. Um, but buying them as a serious, a serious. Uh, NBA championship contender. I just, I don't think they're there yet. Now, it's early in the season. It's early in the season. They look good. Um, but the one thing I know is that this team only works when everybody's healthy. I know this team only works um, because I think Ant is kind of the catalyst for that team. And I think when you get into a playoff where you're facing the same team for a four to seven games, we know that and we've seen teams expose Rudy Gobert. And once they start exposing Rudy Gobert and you got to rely on Cat, don't. And if I'm relying on 75-year-old Mike Conley, I'm a little nervous about that. Um, and then I'm, I'm relying on Ant this year. I think it's a little too early for that. I think he will be that guy. I just think it's too early for that. So I think I think it'll be we're a good. Not there yet. So we ain't, we're not there yet. We're getting close. He's he's almost there. We're yeah. getting close, but okay. we're not there yet. He's right. almost there. Um, so I think yes. Is this is this a team? If they match up against Denver, it goes you know six hard fought games, thousand percent. Um, if you told me next year, I'd I'd be with you. I, but I'm just I'm I my concern is Mike Conley. I'd like to get a younger Mike Conley, um, but maybe the, hey, and, and then I gotta see what they do to counter what the other teams are going to do. So they might, and they, they might surprise us and figure it out. As of right now, we haven't seen it, but I want to see what they do to counter the situations that they're going to put Rudy Gobert in, in those pick and rolls to expose him, like we've seen that happen in the playoffs before. If they have a counter for that. Well, now, now we're having a different conversation. I haven't seen that yet, so that's all. I'm have we, almost there. Have, on have, have I have, have I not seen? Because I'm I'm 100 confident. I've actually seen Rudy Gobert as a better perimeter defender than I've seen him in the past. Don't get me wrong. He's not. You know, don't get don't get me wrong. He's not Kawhi Leonard on the perimeter. He's not Jaden McDaniels on the perimeter. And you don't expect but you don't expect that, to be. I don't. I, I I don't. But with that being said, he's actually been a lot better as a perimeter defender and a lot of the stuff that they do is interchangeable. So a guy like Jaden McDaniels at six, nine, he can switch, right? Cat, he he, Cat might, is ex- he might be the difference. Sure. He's, he, 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 he may very well, he may very well be the difference. With that being said, Tone, I think that this team, when put together, you just mentioned it, if healthy, that's with everybody. You know, if Joker goes down or if Joker is nursing an injury, that's going to hamper Denver. If, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, if he goes down, he's the post holding up that tent. Of course, of course. Of course. So I, I feel like that's everybody. However, with this with this Minnesota team, I feel like they have everything to win the NBA championship. 
as of right now. You got elite defense. You got elite perimeter defense. You got elite perimeter scoring. You got great rotation players. All that's necessary to win it, you actually have it. And it's just a matter of putting it together. Tony, I know that you don't like Mike Conley at this age. I know that you don't like him at this age, but I still think that he's viable at this age, at 36 years old. I think that if we get another year, I think this is this year and next year are are it. After that, we got to move in a different direction. It's kind of like Chris Paul, who basically just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Sorry, I, uh, no, I, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, and kind of, I guess, talking about a few teams that didn't make it to, at least at this point in the season where we would have expected them, um, obviously being the Suns, the Lakers, and uh, uh, who is the other one that I – not the dubs, I guess Clippers, but they're playing all right. Um, and we actually had a fluent sent over last night to us. Um, a figure it says when gar, uh, well, fluent, why don't you, you want me, you want me to pull it up? You yeah, why don't see? you pull it up if you can? Um, so they can get a visual, but um, anything is possible. Anything, we gotta uh, coach. The, I'm just I'm confirming with coach that he's taking me to a game and he's saying yes. So I just sorry, uh, you know, pri- pri- priorities are definitely. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And make sure there's a couple other tickets in there thrown in too. So, um, for Jay and I. Okay. Actually, you know what, Jay? You you will go have a great time with Coach Jay and I. Are going to go to the Niners Super Bowl when they win. All right, eat that, Leaf. No, I'm just kidding. The Niners. Um, eat it. <laughs> like, do you see him in the chat? Look, Leaf. I have to give you your kudos because. You guys had a great game last week, and I'll give you that. And I enjoyed watching it. I was cheering right with you, but now this next week, things are about to change, um, and I, I just don't want you to come crawling in tears when we absolutely annihilate <laughs> All right. So talk to us about this foot. No, I want you guys to talk to me because – I want to know where this this propaganda piece came from because there is okay. there 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 is there definitely is a statistic and you can go to nba.com and find out who has the uh it's the dfg percent and it ain't 40.7 for LeBron and LeBron isn't the lowest in the league so so are we just lying so, so for the record I, I want to make sure that I'm clear um, I'm a James guy Anybody knows me knows I'm a James guy. James' best defensive years were years ago. You're not selling me that a 39-year-old James is still elite on the defensive side of the basketball. You're not. I need to see evidence of games. You're not just going to throw a number at me and go, yo, guys guarding, guys who, when LeBron James guard them, is 40%. I did see the job that he did on Kawhi Leonard in the limited time that he was on him when they played the Clippers. He actually did a really good job on Kawhi Leonard when he when when he played him when they played the Clippers however you can't really you can't convince me that James is still elite on the defensive side of the basketball today the, you can you can tell me that yo these numbers don't lie show me more and I don't mean just show me more just from these numbers who else is he slowing down like that who else is he slowing down to have them shoot 40 percent 41 percent when he's covering them and if that's true that defense should be infectious because when James is doing it, that means Anthony Davis is doing it. And when Anthony Davis is doing it, that means that the Lakers should be a better team defensively. And with them being a better team defensively, they should win more. And they so, don't. So let me be clear. Let me be clear. One, these types of numbers 
uh, to, to quote my great grandmother, are poppycock, uh, which means it's full of crap. Okay, that's 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 one. Okay. You shouldn't have been talking shit. All right, number two, number two, number two. Oh it's not even it's because why is it bull? It's because this means nothing. This tells you okay. Well, hold hold on. Who was shooting? Was it a three? Was it a two? Yeah. Was it a dunk? Because if it's forty point seven on and it's ninety percent three point shots, that's horrible. That's horrible uh, because the the league is averaging thirty six percent from three, so they're shooting well above average. The other thing is this isn't even real. In fact, because and I'm I'm cool if it is real. I'll give them and say, hey, cool. You lead a stat, awesome. High five. Here's the problem. So I pulled it up on NBA.com. And the and and his actual when guarded by LeBron James, uh, teams are averaging forty two percent, forty two percent. And when I look at the list of who's above him, he's on page two. So you have guys like Kevin Durant that are uh, that are at forty two percent. Caleb Martin, Victor Wembanyama, Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre, Jeff Green, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Kyle Anderson, Jaden McDaniels, Bam Adebayo, Ryben Lopez. I'm not saying these guys aren't good defenders, but I'm saying I'm just going through the list. Andrew Wiggins is Andrew Wiggins having a phenomenal, a phenomenal, um, uh, a phenomenal defense year this year? Hold on, there's but wait, as they say in 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 the sales world, there's more. Um, Hunter Tyson, don't know who that is. Uh, Chris Livingston, Dexter Dennis. Uh, Bull Bull has a higher Chris Dunn, uh, Trey Murphy, the third, like, I, and I can go on. There's probably another 20 guys. He's literally on page two of this, of this stat. So this is the, you know, and look, he's a LeBron guy. I'm not a LeBron guy. I'm a, but I am a real fact guy. If you give me a real fact, cool. I'm with you, Right. But when you lie because it's this this media army that's trying to, you know, he's the number one scorer uh, or the number one uh, whatever uh, for receding 38-year-olds on a Tuesday. Now I know you're trying to push a narrative that just you need to stop. I just saw a video today about the uh, the 10-plus point games, and they're like, oh, but we don't include the playoffs. What do you mean you don't include the playoffs? So anyways, that's a different conversation. So, so I'm going to take this down because – it's not real, but it just goes to show you, right? You have to be careful because you will see these types of things on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and heck on ESPN because I can show you like five that they did in the last three months that it, the stat is wrong because they're guys, they're pushing a narrative. They're trying to sell uh, views and you and I. Had, I'm not sure, Haley, if you were on that episode. I apologize. You might have been. Remember, we had the VP of analytics from ESPN on the show? Yes, we did. And he told us, what's the number one thing that sells? Anything to do with LeBron. So they're yeah. going to push things to, to because that gets ratings. That get, And, of course, the LeBron fans will be like, yeah, 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 look, 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 look. But it's not true. Do you care that it's not true? I don't know. But that's that's. It was in the in-season tournament when when they said, "quote Anthony Davis is the is the is the is the first Laker since Chamberlain to go 40, 20, and five assists." And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not true. Why do I know that that's not true?" 
because I was there to watch Shaq go 40, 20, and 5 against the Kembe Mutombo in the, in the NBA Finals. So that's not true. And 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 wow. just for the record, and just for the record, <laughs> that game in the NBA Finals counted. The game in the in-season tournament did not. Agreed. Little little minor no. detail that that it's you might. My my and I'll just uh, just quickly because the in-season tournament. I got to tell you a fast 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 story. So Fluent Junior, as you know, loves his uh, uh, loves his NBA 2K, and so uh, he's like, "Hey, check out my last two games, Daddy." I'm like, all right, let me see. And uh, I go, wow, you scored 117 points? And he's like, yeah, but I, they said I didn't break Chamberlain's record because it was the in-season tournament championship game, and that doesn't count as a regular season. So wow. I had to do it again Sorry, the next bro. night. And I'm Sorry, like, oh, this sucks. Could you imagine? You score Sorry, 100 bro. in the in-season tournament championship game, and it doesn't count like for oh, the record? Oh, that would be brutal. And we, and we actually hang a banner up too, Tone. No, That's what they're saying. Nope. That's what they're we, get a, we get a we get a trophy for a game that didn't count. Uh, I'm 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 not acknowledging the banner. Mm-hmm. We get a trophy for a game that didn't count. All right, is it? Uh, oh shoot. Yeah, we have three minutes. So um, we're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna get to see. Oh man, I'm gonna play it anyways. Next week we're gonna bring you. A new segment called Fluent and Chill Headlines. Haley, can we make sure to do that next week? Yes. Well, we we just, I didn't know we had a guest yeah. on, but I'm so much. Oh, now you're going to blame me for bringing no, a guest on. I have headlines. I'm just glad we got to have that special segment because that was dope. So thank you for Which that. Which is super dope. It yeah. was. He's, yeah, he's, well, he's, well, so you know, he's so, he's so happy to rub it in my face. He's like. <laughs> I'm right there yeah, with I mean, it, bro. Yeah, he knows it. So I I don't know. I would I would definitely take it. But uh I uh any last minute thoughts? Oh, I just want to do this really quick, okay? Because I wrote these down. So I want to give them to you guys. Um, these are for this weekend, uh, for yeah. the playoffs. So I want to give you oh, last yeah, minute predictions. Yes, yeah, so make, um, make our picks. Really quick. So we're gonna start off. I'll give you little insights that I found. Uh Ravens, Texans, first game. Um, in their last five meetings, Baltimore has put up four wins against Houston. Uh, the Texans may struggle, obviously, in the cold w- weather because they're coming into kind of like the Dolphins, same situation. Um, and I wonder, do you guys think that the bye week hinders or benefits Baltimore? Because, Jay, we know sometimes coming off that bye week, especially when a team is hot, it, it can be it can be tough. So who do you guys have for that matchup? Chat, you I guys too. Bi- I think the bye week is good. I do. Okay. I think the bye week is good. I watched Brock Purdy come off a bye week and just be super sharp. So yeah. I think the bye week is good. It helps guys get it, it helps guys get healthy. And I think Baltimore handles Houston. I do. I think they handle them next week, this weekend. Okay. Me too. Hey, little bit. How are you, dear? She can't hear you, but she says uh, hi. I'm going with the red, the white, and the blue. The Houston Texans will continue their improbable run past Baltimore this week. Now you're now you're trying to take all underdogs because you saw Jay last week. <laughs> Ravens are definitely winning. Uh, I, I'll go with I'm with you, Jay. I think Ravens are, are taking the win. Um, okay, my favorite matchup: Packers versus for, versus 49ers. Both won six of their last eight games. Packers are the youngest offense in the NFL, but could that play a part? Uh, could that play to their favor? And they are the 28th in defensive DVOA and give up 30 to the Panthers in week 16. Um, so what is that going to look like? Fluent, you start. Who are you taking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'm doing it for two reasons. One, to go against you two guys because we know who you're going to pick. And two, because if I pick them, they're probably going to lose. So I'm going with the Packers over the 49ers in a reverse psychology against the universe. I'm on record saying this, and I stand on it. Give me a team that won it with kids at the helm. It hasn't happened. And we are not going to be the part. We, we're not going to be a part of that. No. Aaron Rodgers was in year five when he won his right. Super Bowl. Jordan Love is in year four. It's the Packer way. Like, keep going, though. That crew had a bunch of vets on that crew, on that offense. A mm. bunch of vets. It wasn't a bunch of kids like it is now. Run the football. That's what the, the game plan is on Sunday. Run the football. Leaf, Leaf and I, Leaf and I are going to be wearing our cheese heads. And and we know that if the Packers win, coach is taking me to that game. So uh yeah, we gotta go with the pack. That's crazy because it, it ain't gonna happen. And I agree with you, double P. This is what I've been saying all week. Nick has not been um quite himself this season, but I do think that Jordan Love is gonna get a taste of the Nick Bosa experience. So I'm get excited him. to see that. Go after him. <laughs> Nick, get um, him experience. <laughs> get him. Okay, um, this is actually, we're going to go a tiny bit over. I don't think we have another show, so we'll be fine. Um, this is my favorite matchup to watch. I think this is always a, a great show, the Bills versus the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs went four out of four uh, following their bye week, or they went four and four following their bye week in week 10. Uh, so not the greatest end to their season that they've had in recent times. Mahomes is five out of five in divisional playoff games, although those were all at Arrowhead. So this is going to be a fir his first road game in the postseason. Um, so, Jay, do you think Josh Allen can control his turnovers? And who do you have coming out of this game? This has become an annual event now with, I the, know. with, the, with the Bills and, and KC. What, what, what's yeah. this now? Year three now that we're in? Yeah, with like yeah this is the third year. year. Yeah. yeah, this has become an annual event. At some point, Josh Allen can't be. I mean, we had a we had a we had a, a shootout last year where yeah. you got 200 yards from your receiver, four or 500 yards from your quarterback. So I think this year they're primed to beat Kansas City. I do. I think this year they are primed to beat them. Josh Allen looks one minute like the best quarterback in the game. The next minute he looks like he shouldn't even be in the NFL. Yeah. This I think that he's gonna look better. I do. I think he looks better this week. I think they run the football more. I think that they I think that they end up keeping Kansas City's front four at bay, including Jones, keeping him at bay. Mm. Yeah, that's who I'm worried about because he was yeah. just but coming off a week where he did take on such the brunt of the low load. I wonder what that's yeah. going to look like. But I'm with you, Jay. Pause. I'm going to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. Um, Focus, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take the Chiefs because I know better. Hey, and yeah. I also think we might just see a 49ers Chiefs rematch that you've been predicting for the past three, two, three seasons, Jay. You've been saying it over I and over and over. I want to see these games again in the bowl game. I do. I want to see these in the bowl game. I do. I do too. But if, but I, I also would say if you take the Bills, I would love to see that. Jay, or Fluent, who you got? This ain't hard, Tom. It is hard. It is hard because this one it's, is hard. It, it's hard. Hey, yo. It's hard. Focus it's hard because, hard because the, the Chiefs aren't who they were. They just aren't. Um, and we really don't know, like, the Bills, like you said, the Bills are, are, are you putting money on the Bills? Like, they always seem to let you down. But 
if I'm going between the two, I think the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. I'm going with the Bills. I think I think the Bills just for whatever reason they got Casey's number. I don't. Th- I think Casey has a lot of holes that they're going to need to fill. I knew it was bad once I said it um, uh, in the offseason. And 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 I said this. I said, Kansas City, I said this to you two years ago. They surprised us last year. But I said, Mahomes' money is kicking in. And now this team's going to have to – it's going to be yes. different. And I think we're starting to see that that starting to erode this team. Um, and I think they're I think they're being I think it'll be a dogfight. I think it's gonna be a very, very close game. Last possession, like literally comes down to who has the ball last. Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Bills. I like it, but also we have to remember uh Bills have a lot of injuries, so we'll see if that yeah. plays into it. Everybody, but I, I like picks. everybody's hurt this time of year. And then last pick, and then we're gonna uh, check out for the night, but we got Texans versus the Bucks. No, uh, no, the Lions. Or I mean the Lions, my bad. Maybe maybe you just maybe you just picked the Super Bowl. Maybe I did. <laughs> what was I did you imagine accidentally said it? And that's I wouldn't even it? be mad if that was a Super Bowl. I think I'd be. I, I would be pissed actually. No, no one would. No one would watch that. No one would watch that Super Bowl, especially uh, who's the halftime show. Uh, we'll talk about that after. Uh, okay, Lions, 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 and Bucks. All right. Well, okay, you guys convinced me. All right, you convinced me. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marjorie Mayfield. I mean, sorry, Focus Toad. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, uh, and the and the and the Tampa Bay Bucks in a shocking upset in the frigid weather up in Detroit. In the in the, right. dome. In the freezing dome, tone in the freezing, the freezing cold dome. dome. Tampa yeah. Bay. Um yeah, they can Tampa handle Bay. it. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna side with the coach on this one because he he I, I just I trust his insider information and I agree. I think Detroit just has that it factor. Um they're really special and and I think they're gonna get it done. But oh man, I think it should be a close game. I hope so. And, and for the record, if Tampa Bay and Green Bay win, that game would be in Tampa, right? Tampa, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Warm weather. Thank you, coach. Yeah. We're going to a warm weather game, coach. Love it. <laughs> they're the division winner. Yep. I'm, I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get out of the cold. Oh, sorry. Yeah, who yeah, are you? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna pick Detroit, but I'm gonna pick Detroit in a dog fight because Jared Goff. I mean, this quarterback duel between these two, I think it's gonna be fantastic, and I think Jared Goff, who's been there before, I think he gets it done. I think he edges Baker Mayfield, but I think it's a dog fight, though. I do. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's gonna be a good game. Um. All right, you guys. Well. We are going to check off for the night. It's been good. <laughs> what belt? Red belt. Nice. nice. Two, away, two away from his black. Two away from his black belt. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Two away. That's impressive. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Get some clips when he gets his black belt from his. Uh, Did you not see where, he, where he's kicking the board? I'm holding the board and he kicks it and no. he breaks it. Is it on your IG? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll look. Yeah, scared kid. the crap out of me. I thought he was going to break one of my fingers. Don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Does he, does he practice with the plastic ones too, where they like break? We, no. there's When you, yeah, when I used to train, we have plastic boards. They like go together, but there's various strengths. So like there's a black one that like, even if you like jump on it, like held it and jump through it, you can't get through it because it's so, um, wow. it's, it's so strong. But yeah, that's this, usually. This, this was a, this was a thick, piece of like solid wood that i was like there is no way that this kid you know is gonna break through this this like i mean it's like this thick like yeah 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 yeah. it's solid 
And he just went, bam. And I'm like, here's. Let me read. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Like he just, he just right he through. Got it. I wonder if it replays. Yeah. Like, oh, he, that's a good. That's a good sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He knows. He's. A, I hope I don't get hit with one of those in a couple of yeah. years. It's good to know. It's a good. It's a good skill, and it's I, like it's a, such an underrated sport because you, like you learn respect, which I think most kids these days definitely need. But it's like you just learn to like be mentally strong and like have a, a level of respect, which I think is pretty dope. So, um, all right, you guys, we're we're checking out. Uh, if you guys aren't already, make sure to go check out Playback Players Choice on Playback. We're gonna be streaming. Jay has a game tomorrow. Uh, Celtics versus Denver, which is gonna be so much fun. I'll definitely be checking in. But go become a member over there if you're not on here make sure to become a member and as always we always have merch so you can always check that out too uh any last thoughts from you two um you know what here there's our merch hey hey <laughs> oh, man. i have to kick you out to give us our merch there use you. the qr code guys use the qr there code use the qr code there you go Drink All right, water. guys. Yeah, appreciate y'all for coming through. We will see you next weekend. We have obviously the NFL game, so hopefully uh, next Thursday we can do get dig a little bit more into that. But yeah, for now, Jay, take it light. Take it. Bye, guys.